Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Bang Bang Podcast. This is episode 56, I believe. Um, yeah, so thanks for all tuning in for another week. Last week, we did um, that episode of Raw from 2004, a live Manchester show, which was the first Raw broadcast from the UK to uh, to the US with our old mate Mags. That went down quite well. I appreciate everybody's feedback, and people seem to enjoy it. Um, and I asked a question this week on Twitter, which we're going to get to quite early about me and Mags. We picked our own uh, evolution or versions of evolution from the modern day. And um, I asked if people had their own kind of thoughts and uh, feelings about that. And I'll just run through a few of the good ones we picked. Um, people have tweeted into us. Um, so we've had the usual combination of I've had prisoner cell block H cast characters i've had a coronation street version the usual standard of our listeners you know um but let's have a look at some of the best ones so we had one from our mate mags as you know mags on the show last week i'm talking rubbish ready i'm drinking stella tonight so we'll we'll see how that goes um i had a version from a guy called Greg at Greg Yuppie. I've never heard of him before. He suggested uh, Seth Rollins as the Triple H character, Edge as the Flair character, the young guy Bron Brecker as the young monster, and the young up and comer as Montez Ford. I thought that was quite good. I give that a, a solid eight out of ten. Northern Tom, who is uh, a pal of uh, the guest on this week's show, which we'll get to in a minute, he suggested the Coronation Street. Uh, version which was i think david platt uh chesney kevin webster and the evil pat Phelan. i knocked that off immediately for lack of barlow content because barlow has to be the has to be the flair character uh, uh another guy roman attired who was a pro wrestler from germany apparently mm-hmm. so he says he is he picked roman reigns samoa joe ron brecker and carrion cross um Craig William, who runs the uh, Pro Wrestling Musings website, which is very good. He picked Bret Hart, uh, Brian Danielson, Dante Martin and Wardlow. And Chris Bellis, our old pal Chris Bellis, Kurt Angle, Roman Reigns, Bron Brecker and Carmella Hayes. And uh, uh, Patch, who's on the show. Hey, Patch, you don't know any of these people, are you? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) So I just I could be I could be making these names up, mate. (laughs) (laughs) um yeah and we'll do a few more days later on if i remember but thank you very much everybody who got in touch i wasn't expecting such a uh large response so um you'll caught me a bit on the fly today with that but i might read a few more out next week or if we run out of content i'll just start reading a few more out and just make some more names (laughs) up for patch so yeah so today we are joined by uh a pal of mine patch warner from three peeps in a podcast good evening patch Good evening. Um, it's great to be here, right here on the Bang Bang podcast. <laughs> so I've been on. Um, so I've been on. I've been on three peeps in the podcast. I did a like a review of a one of the end of season games. Oh, it was a it was a bit of a stink. Well, I mean, all of last season was a bit of a stinker, wasn't it? Most of it. But, exactly. Yeah. yeah. The last the last third of the season was an absolute stinker, and we only carried on the podcast because we were contractually obliged to do so, and it helped to talk through the games and by the end of them we um felt quite normal so yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. So, yeah, Patch is a Bristol City fan like myself. He's also from Bristol. So we've got another Bristolian person on the podcast. Uh, not the usual Bristolian. He's still out there, angry in the, in the darkness somewhere, waiting to waiting to return. So <laughs> one week, one week, he'll just turn up and he'll, he'll be back. But uh, we're carrying on at the moment with uh, with our special guests each week. The show must um, go on. Definitely, definitely. So, Pat, you seem like quite a normal person. Why, why are you interested in wrestling? It's a very good question. Um, yeah. I think I think we got Sky TV relatively early on. Um, and I think that's where I found it, to be honest. Um, you know, watching it on whatever it was, Sky One or Sky Sports, whatever it was at the time. And um, I've got a, a lot of my family, well, half my family live over in the States. And they were always into, they're about five, ten years older than me. Uh, so my cousins, they were into wrestling and just sort of a perfect storm, really. And it's <clears throat> people that, that I watch it still now and, and, and people say, why are you watching that at your age? But it's just it's just like watching EastEnders with with better fighting, I, I, I would say. Um, <clears throat> and some great storylines to be told. But uh, I'm I'm much more a fan of the the 90s and the noughties um than the current product but i do still keep my hand in the till uh with the current product but uh but yeah i find it entertaining i love the characters i love some of the concepts some of the pay-per-views i just said before we started recording massive fan of the royal rumble you know you never know who's going to turn up they're they're going to wheel out jake the snake roberts at some point in a wheelchair or something i'm sure (laughs) Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I do, I do like love that uh, that randomness of of the Royal Rumble. But, but uh, yeah, uh, big as you know, big Undertaker fan. Followed his career for the last thirty years. Um, I'm sure he'll be back in some capacity <laughs> at, at some point soon. Um, but yeah, it's now that the older the older generation is starting to disappear from the TV from our TV screens. It's um it's the odd character that will keep me interested in the current products, I'm sure. Yeah. Well I mean we we often talk on this show about how I mean where there's a slight disconnect between a lot of people of our age and like the modern the kind of products because it isn't that great at the minute and uh you see the the legends being wheeled out now, even now to sort of try and get a minor sort of boost. But um mm. But yeah, I would surprise yeah. if the Undertaker suddenly gets dragged back in at some point just for a quick, absolutely, uh, a quick fix, quick ratings yeah. boost. Yeah, yeah. So um, to this week, yeah. So we we're going back to 1998 this week, but we'll get to that in a second. I always do this week every week to try to give a big build up to what we're covering, but then it's generally in the title. <laughs> exactly, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's in the so title. It's, yeah, it's completely pointless. Yeah. So, but it's, it's habit. Yeah. So um. We, uh, as as tradition on the show, uh, I'm drinking some above average strength Europis uh, Stella tonight. Patch, are you partaking in? Oh, got, very nice. I've gone uh, premium but fairly mainstream in a Birra Moretti. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I have got. Uh, I, I I was 40 back in March, and some friends bought me a, a six month uh, subscription to Brew Republic. Okay. So I I've had a 12 pack selection pick and mix come through the door every every month and uh, I'm still working my way through some of those. There's some really obscure ones in there and I'm not a fan of sours or porters or random stouts and things like that. So they're sort of hidden at the back of the fridge. Yeah. But um, but yeah, still working my way through some really nice West Coast IPA, some some any IPAs and various beers so uh yeah you never know what you're going to get next but i've gone i've gone mainstream to start with 
Very solid, very solid choice. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, so Pat, you've been doing the free peeps in the podcast for how many years? Six, six years. years now. Six, six years. years. Yeah, six years. Started out um, as just a general podcast about anything, just three mates chatting um could cover literally anything and then it's what we've got a few guests on and it sort of went from there but two years ago we started the bonus show which is bristol city post-match reaction myself and matt withers and um yeah and then robin's reunited was like a third show to the podcast so that again bristol bristol city related getting two ex-players back together um and i sort of got that idea from watching things like uh, table for three and things like that on the WWE Network. Um, and I, I'm a big fan of the Hall of Fame ceremony as well. That's something I look forward to every year. So that sort of getting two ex-players back together to talk about old times, you know, who they roomed with, initiations and away days, away nights, things like that. So, um, so yeah, we're on about episode eight or nine of that. But it's all under the same three peeps in a podcast bracket. And uh, literally about a week's time we're hoping to celebrate a hundred thousand downloads so uh oh, looking wow. forward to uh looking forward to celebrating that one yeah i love those old um like the uh, robins reunited shows because again a lot of those players it's a bit different with wrestling because sort of the legends are sort of still quite well known and quite well sort mm. of publicly out there whereas with with a lower as, as we've been for a lot of our existence a lower yeah. lower division football club third um, second or third tier yeah 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 third tier. yeah you don't see you know these people kind of vanish and you wouldn't hear of them again would you obviously you know quite a few of them personally um well, yeah it's like the, the the lower the sort of 2000s players um well one of my best mates was was captain joe Burnell for bristol city um yeah so i so i would go out and you know knew some of those guys but Going back even f- further than that, you know, for example, I'm trying to get hold of Paul Agostino at the moment and get him on with like David, uh, sorry, Kevin Nugent or David Seal or someone like that. And going yeah. back even further, you know, um, players like Junior Bent and Wayne Allison are on my hit list as well. So it's all they, I'm just really curious to know what they're doing now. I think Junior Bent actually works for Barclays Bank or something. Does he? Uh, yeah. But um, these people listening have no idea who no. Junior Ben is. <laughs> no, there's a few. There's got to be a few. Yeah, there's a few. Um, yeah, I mean that's the thing. It's, it's it's a great concept, and it's it's good to catch up. But again, so that sort of time period is my. So obviously, I grew up in the 80s. So that late 80s through the 90s was yeah. kind of my Andy my Cole, team. Jackanowski. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I loved, I loved Wayne Allison. I mean, he was, uh, he was. Uh, I know we've got a couple of Huddersfield fans who listen to this, and they'll be. Uh, I know one, one in particular will be uh, is a big Wayne Allison fan, I'm sure. I think but, 18th uh, be... of December is Huddersfield at home. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was the last time we won, wasn't it? As well. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah. That's, 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 today against Huddersfield. Let's in hope January. it's not. Let's hope yeah. it's not the same game. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, the chief. I've got his his mobile number and his email address. I've just got to try and get it all set up. Yeah, well, don't don't give it to me because I'll be ringing him at three o'clock in the morning (laughs) telling him I should love him. I won't. Don't worry. I won't. Um, so yeah, and you're also you also feature on on local radio from time to time as well on yeah on Radio, Bristol. Radio Bristol yeah. yeah yeah really enjoyed doing that it's um and that's what what sort of created the bonus show really I met Matt Withers on in um, the reception area of Radio Bristol and we just got talking and 
there was one game that they didn't do a post-match reaction show. They went straight to Chris Baxter for a late night love or whatever it was. <laughs> and, I, and I said, well, I've got a podcast. We could just do a little sideline of that. And that is literally how it started. So, you know, and when you go, when you get to go on the radio, you only get like two or three minutes, Well, we can speak for 90 minutes or even yeah. longer if we want about, a, about a game. So, so yeah, it's, it's, it's working out well. And, and as a, as a podcast um, enthusiast, I, um, I listen to a podcast every night. I always go to sleep listening to Bruce Pritchard and uh, Conrad on yeah. um, something to wrestle with because uh, their episodes are so long. And I never, I never um, am able to sleep without listening to a podcast. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've had many people message, message, message me and say they've fallen asleep to our podcast, but that's yeah. I wasn't going to say a, that. Not in nighttime. That's just any time <laughs> generally. But so yeah. So you were on you were on Radio Bristol last week, and I knew you. I saw you were going on. And I said, well, see if you could try and get you know a mention of wrestling in whilst you were talking. So I managed to I managed to cut the audio. I'm going to try and play this on the show. This is where, again, this is akin to when you're at school and the headmaster tries to bring the overhead projector in and trying to get it to work. This is me trying to work <laughs> with technology. But I'm going to try and play this clip into the little mic on my headphone and we'll see if this works out. If it doesn't, I'll just cut it in afterwards and you won't hear any of this, but we'll try again. So so this is Jeff, Sound of the City, Jeff 21 on Radio Bristol. So I said to Pat, see if you can get a mention in of a wrestler and this is what he did. See, that's the ultimate warrior. He managed to get a mention of a wrestler. So <laughs> I thought, well, Jeff, I, I was I was baffing the kids at this point, listening to the radio. And Jeff Twenty said, anyone want to get in contact, you know, with the show and send us a tweet? And I thought, well, well, give it a go. I'll see what I can get Jeff to Jeff to read out. So I sent in a tweet to Jeff Twentyman, and this is it now. on so uh yeah that's it you went i thought you might have gone a little bit too far with the judgment day <laughs> yeah yeah especially as i don't think jeff 21 had literally any any idea what i was oh, talking sure, about so true. no yeah, but you might have been a bit suspicious about me claiming that judgment day is still to come like some sort yeah. of religious zealot texting into radio bristol Absolutely. but uh yeah well now i know I read out anything and you know maybe next week i'll, I'll try and get another reference <laughs> yeah. why not keep it keep yeah. it going yeah but yeah so i mentioned in that well jeff twentyman just mentioned there the the topic we're going to be covering this week again nobody knows who jeff twentyman is today <laughs> they might do bristol, yeah. bristol rovers legend and and now um big dog of radio bristol yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, Northern Tom will know. Um, yeah. 
so yeah, so he mentioned what we're going to be doing today, which is Judgment Day 1998. Now this week sees the 23rd, Jesus, we're old, 23rd anniversary of, of yeah. that event. Um, so we went back in and watched that. So I'm going to give a bit of a, a kind of summary of where things were at that point. So we're kind of peak attitude era almost at this point. Mm. Yeah. The language, so, the, the language and that is used during the podcast took me back to uh, when it was much better. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, so if we look at it around this time, so the, the previous pay per view to this was Breakdown, and so you've got the so obviously Austin won the world title back at WrestleMania of this year. Then from there, the kind of Austin Vince feud sort of kept progressing, going up and up and up and up. So the previous pay-per-view to this was Breakdown, where it was Austin, Undertaker and Kane. Um, and it ended up with, um, I think the stipulation was that they couldn't pin each other, Kane or the Undertaker. And if Austin got disqualified, or if anyone helped him, he'd be stripped of the title. So they ended up with Undertaker and Kane started off all working together and then couldn't decide who was going to win. <laughs> ended up both slamming him and pinning him at the same time. So there was no winner. Um so they, they that kind of went on from there where the next night was Vince's um was gonna present the title to one of them and that's when Austin turned up with the on the beer truck and they jumped off it, the they, beer they truck. They called it a, a, a Zamboozi or something? A, a Zamboni, a Zamboni. That's Zamboni, yeah, yeah that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's when he attacked Vince and then so the weeks leading up, it was kind of then the week after that he that's when he filled his car up with some men and it was kind of every week there was like a big kind it was so, almost Interesting, uh, interesting little fact on the filling up the car with cement. Mm. It was um, it was Bruce Pritchard's idea that they put the windows up when that was done. Yeah. And then you had that lovely pop when the actual windows smashed yeah, through. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that's that's come from me listening to uh, something. Oh right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it wouldn't have it wouldn't have had that same effect, would it? it just no, it would have just poured out over the top. Yeah. Because it, yeah. it was a soft top. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then you've got more kind of tension between Undertaker, Kane and Austin, which kind of leads to the main event of this pay-per-view, which is Austin's made the special guest referee in the main event, which is Kane and the Undertaker. But we'll get to all that at the point. Um, so Vince, yeah, this is big time Vince being the, the big heel, the main character. This is kind of the start of that, really. And he's, in a wheelchair. he's in a wheelchair as well, isn't he, at this point? Yeah, yeah, because Undertaker broke his leg on the, I think, on the Raw before. Um, <laughs> so there's a lot of stuff going on at this time, and The Rock's kind of being pushed as the next main star as well. So he's turned face and split up from the, the Nation of Domination. So we've almost got, like, the Undertaker-Kane uh, Austin thing, and then underneath is kind of Shamrock, The Rock, and Mankind kind of bubbling under there as well. So it's just, like, so much stuff going on on the undercard. Um, great, time, and, great, great times. Yeah, and they're all again all big stars. Um, and around this time, the big boss man comes back as well. So Vince has got like a new security guard, and it turns out to be the big boss man back. Yeah. You might say, in a kind of updated security guard version of his own. It wouldn't, it wouldn't have worked really if he came back in his in his uh, blue sheriff's outfit, would it? To be fair, no, 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 no. <laughs> no they have to update it for like the for the 20th century, but. Yeah. So the um yeah, so we go to the we go to the main event. So it was on the eighteenth of October mm. nineteen ninety eight. Now, as is tradition on this show, 
to varying to varying levels of success each week. But we uh, we're going to go through the top ten of the charts Ooh. in the 18th of October. Now there's some there's some stinkers in here, and there's some we'll get a bit more of an idea of patches oh, taste in music, I think. So brace yourself, people. Um, so where are we? We're in 1998 again. Got to be I some just, Spice Girls in there, surely. Well, no, I think we're 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 probably well, when the Spice Girls. Spice Girls were like 96, I think they started, and by 98, another level. Well, I'm trying to find out my <laughs> again. <laughs> it's the high level of. Should we to fill fill time for you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. You just sort keep, of keep saying bands, um, steps, uh, yeah, Boston, um, Christ. Right, hang on. I'm Jarrell. there. I'm there. Jarrell. I'm there. Jarrell. Come on. <laughs> right. So at number 10 is Cliff Richard. What? <laughs> With a song called Can't Keep This Feeling In. Now, I'm fairly, I don't mind a bit of 80s Cliff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not so much 1998. Well, I, I, I thought he only came out at Christmas. Oh, mate, you're not a fan of Devil Woman and uh, yeah, but yeah, they we're talking in early 80s there, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, but there's 90s stuff. Was... Born in 81. Okay, don't rub it in, mate. Um, <laughs> so yeah, he was at number 10, new entry. We can't keep this feeling in, not okay. like, not a cliff yeah, song. I'm never heard of it. Never no. heard of it. So, and number nine is uh, Drew Hill. Remember Drew Hill? Yes, I do. Yeah, How Deep Is Your Love by Drew Hill. I'm not sure if that was a was that a cover version of the? Or was no, that no, it wasn't. It oh, was Patch Nose. <laughs> it was their own version. Yeah, I, I knew. I remember that song. I, yeah. I'm trying, just trying to play it over in my head. I won't sing it for you. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, number ten was no. Number eight is a perfect ten by the Beautiful South. Great song. I remember that? Yeah. My mum's a big fan of Beautiful South. But she wears a twelve. Yeah. Not Gangs, your mum. Not my. <laughs> 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 well, she might do. I don't know. I'll text her in a minute. I'll yeah. text you back. You, actually, um, I'll, te- I'll text her, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Just give her a shout from her, you? Um, <laughs> um, number seven is Gangster Tripping by Fatboy Slim. Okay, yeah. I think song. I might have been down a disco dancing to that at some point. 100%. Number six is Day Sleeper by R.E.M. Okay, I'd probably oh, know it if I hear it. Yeah, I'm not going to sing it, but it's not bad. Number five, oh, it's, it's a classic. <laughs> I don't want to miss a thing by Aerosmith. Oh, what a tune! What a tune! Armageddon. Armageddon was. Uh, yeah. Was the movie obviously? My memory, most recent memory of that is Tyson Fury singing it after he went over. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Number four is Bewitched with Roller Coaster. Okay. I remember Sailor V, but yeah. I, yeah. Okay. Not Roller Coaster. Might have been the difficult second single. Possibly. Number three is. Uh, girlfriend by Billy. Oh, well, Billy Piper. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, number two is More Than a Woman by Nine One One. Oh, that is a cover, obviously. That is a cover, isn't it? Yeah. And number one is a song called I listened to this earlier. It's Gym and Tonic by Space Dust. Blimey! Again, is, if I if I heard it, I might know it. It's kind of like a dance track with somebody like with like a gym instructor over the top of it. Oh, I might watch that. I think it was of its time. I believe. Okay. Well, that's um, a, a number one that I have never, well, I've maybe heard, but it's not one that would strikes me as, as a number one, but fair play to him. 
Yeah, fair play to him if you're listening. Uh, <laughs> who was it? Jim and Tonic then? Yeah, which yeah. one's Jim, which one's Tonic? That's what I Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good question. So, yeah, so we're, we're on the 18th of October, the Rosemont Horizon in Illinois, and there was 18,000 people mm. at this event. And the crowds at this time are generally nuts for yeah. everything. Everybody gets like a massive reaction, even people that weren't particularly over, but we'll get to a few of them. Um, JR and King, the classic Attitude Era commentary duo. Mm. And the intro is like Judgment Day is upon us. And it sort of details the last few weeks of Vince and Austin, The Undertaker and Kane. And how like, I think so Vince had them basically, they were working for him to a certain degree. And then they he got caught. Off. I think he was after the, um, after the, they cocked up winning the title. He said it was like working with the, uh, working with the handicapped Working with the uh, chuckle brat, chuckle brat. Yeah, he said it was like working with the handicap. One, I think Kane, he said one physical, and looked at the Undertaker and one mental. Yes. And the Undertaker said to him, "If you, you know, talk to us like that again, you're going to be in big trouble." Can't it's a imagine, classic moment. Can't imagine Vince McMahon talking like that in 2021. No, no, no. It was a classic moment because he looks really scared, and then they both turn around and he gives him the finger. Oh right, and okay. The, and the Undertaker turns around and catches him doing it. <laughs> and that's, that's when he breaks his leg and he ends up in the wheelchair. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so that was a classic moment. Um, so the first match, Al Snow with what Heads. Everybody want? Yeah, <laughs> with Marvelous Mark Merrow. Yeah. Is, that, is no Sable at that point? I don't think. No, was no. Are they, I think they've been feuding before this. Okay. Because so now we're lined with Jacqueline. Very clever, uh, very clever entrance from uh, from Al Snow with, with his uh, "What does everybody want?" I thought that was uh, that was always one that was going to go down well. Yeah, and it fitted well in with the kind of attitude era. Yeah. So we started doing that in because he was he was in WWF before for a while. It's like Leaf Cassidy and who was like the the new the new rockers with Marty Jannetty and Leaf Cassidy and Leaf Cassidy with Al Snow. What didn't know uh, that. Yeah, no, no, no. Oh, I'm going to fill you in a lot of crap details. I'll, and I'll, give, I'll, give, I'll give you some up-to-date information on Al Snow as well. You may okay. or may not know. He rescued a child from drowning in a okay. uh, in the sea uh, yeah. in, in like a riptide uh, scenario. And he um, he basically yeah ran ran across the beach, Baywatch style, jumped in and, and saved this kid. And I didn't even recognise him. He's massive. He's yeah, buffed, he's a beast now, yeah. Buffed right up. Obviously, he's not got the long hair anymore. And it was only because it said ex-WWF wrestler Al Snow that I saw it was him, to be fair. But, uh, yeah, he's basically saving kids now. Hmm. Has he still got the head as well, or is he? I didn't see <laughs> the head, unfortunately. No, no. Must have, uh, must have sold it on eBay or something. Yeah. But he um, yes, he came back earlier on in this year. Cause he went back to ECW and had a good run in ECW where he started doing the head gimmick. And then when they signed him back up again, he came and brought that with him. Um, uh, right. And he, uh, he got into a bit of trouble um, later on. No, I think it was a year after when his toy came out. Oh, America. really? Yeah. <laughs> and Walmart, they refused to stock it because they thought it gave a um, a bad sign in, in regards to domestic violence. Oh, right. Because okay. it was a, a, a female mannequin's head. So they oh, took God. all the all the figures off of the <laughs> off of the shelves. Obviously, Vince managed to. I mean, he wrote that into a storyline where Al Snow was depressed because his figures weren't getting stopped in Walmart. Yeah. But um, but yeah. So yeah, and he was there again with Mark Merrow, marvelous Mark Merrow. 
Anything interesting about Mark Merrow? I know he was a boxer in a previous life. Yeah, he was a good boxer in a previous life. And have you watched much WCW? Oh yeah, in, in the past. Yeah, what was his name then? So he was Johnny B. Bad in WCW. That's it. And yeah. he basically he'd be in the opening match of every pay per view for about five years. He'd always be like the guy that would open the open the thing. He's back in the opening match here. But when they brought him in, mm. Vince really loved him. But Vince loved that Johnny B. Bad character. Right. So when he signed him up, he was like, "Well, I can't." That was trademarked to WCW. So I can't be Johnny B. Bad. So Vince was like, well, I just have to be, <laughs> just have to be Mark Merrow then. Let's just <laughs> use your real name. But if, like when he was when he first came in, he was like wild man Mark Merrow. So he was like still had the kind of flamboyant style to Johnny B. Bad, but not mm. as overly sort of flamboyant. Um, but I think he was given like big promises because obviously there, this was at the time where the majority of wrestlers were going the other way going from WWE, yeah. WWF to WCW. So they managed to entice Mark Marrow over. But I think Vince said, oh, we can make you like a megastar and stuff. And Bischoff was like, well, if he, if he, if he's offering you that money and, he, and you know, you believe he's going to make you a star, then you can go. So mm. he did. And Vince didn't really do much with him, to be honest. No, he, he had, um, he had a, like a good move from the top rope from memory. Like a, was it like a, yeah, like a moonsault he did. Yeah, yeah. a moonsault that always stuck out. But I, I, I was always interested to see how he would get on in Brawl for All, but uh, he didn't do very well. <laughs> yeah, he didn't do very well in that, no. Because then he was a legitimate boxer as well. Exactly, exactly. But everybody uh, in that was like, again, it was the whole thing about, when, if you've seen the Brawl for All thing, when they brought in um, JR's son-in-law, oh, yeah. Dr. Death, Steve Williams. and he Yeah, had he was, him, like, he was supposed up. to win, wasn't he? yeah. And he just got cleaned out in a match. And it's like, yeah. oh, what, what Bart, are we going to do now? Is it yeah. Bart, Bart Gunn cleaned Bart him out? Bart Gunn, yeah. yeah. And, then, and then he went on to WrestleMania to face Butterbean and got absolutely battered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, obviously, it wasn't fake, was it? No, it I wasn't. No. And I, I've, I've watched quite a few documentaries and, and listened to podcasts about it because it was it, it was just really interesting to see how these guys would get on. You know, Godfather was was pretty good, but still... Got beaten up. Um, JBL, I think Bradshaw was in it. A uh, few, a few big names, but yeah, it was um, Bart Gunn sort of came out on top, and I think it was pretty much the the end of his career as well as as as, as one of his highlights. Yeah, so they had yeah they they give him they weren't in sort of planning on giving him such a big push. No, but then because of that, he got a bit of a push. Yeah, but they were like, well, but after he'd lost to Butterbean, it's like, well, exactly. he's a loser, mate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. He got his ass kicked. Yeah. But most of the, I think they, they tr- when they did Brawl for All, they tried to entice with some of the bigger names to be in it, but they were like, no, I'm not doing yeah. that because it's not. I mean, you're going to get hurt potentially. All the back, and all the backroom, backroom staff, apart from I think um, Vince uh, Russo, mm. really hated the idea, and they're, yeah. they're they're absolutely still hate it. Like Jim Cornette says, it was the worst yeah. idea ever, and all of that sort yeah. of stuff. But, yeah. but I always find it quite interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because again, it's who would win in the gym and fight out of all these yeah, guys. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're, all, they're yeah. all different weights and stuff, aren't they? So yeah, and then when he gets in the ring with an actual boxer, yeah, he gets his head knocked off within within like thirty seconds. But that, that at WrestleMania, absolutely yeah. love doing that because he's seen these guys who think they can box coming into a ring with him, and he must have just been red ragged to a pool for him. Yeah, yeah, just knock their head off. And obviously he was, well, he was, he was married to Sable at the time. Yeah. And he, Rina, um, Rina Mera. Yeah. yeah. There's a story about when he, I think he heard 
that she was, you know, after they split up, that she was going out with a wrestler, mm. and he was pretty pissed off about it. And he was kind of like, "Who? Well, who's like, you know, it's not fair. Like, it's, it's not right. Like, there's no respect. He's like taking liberties, like going out with my ex-wife." And he found out it was Brock Lesnar. Brock, he was like, Brock oh. Lesnar. He was like, "Yeah, well, fair enough." <laughs> yeah. <All> right, <laughs> yeah. 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 Good luck to the pair of you. Yeah. Yeah. But that was yeah. a big. She became the bigger star than he did, obviously, yeah, in this I period. Think, I think they're still together, as well, aren't they? Brock no, and... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Brock and Sable, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, Sable became a bigger star than Mark Merritt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. But they were both gone by 99. They were both gone. Only a year down from this, and they both mm. left. She sued Vince. Well, she sued the WWE for uh, $100 million oh, right. for sexual harassment and unsafe working conditions. Oh, and they settled out of court, as they do. And, right. uh, and then she was back within, well, I think 2003 she came back, but she ended up playing Vince's mistress. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't remember that. Can you not? Oh, yeah. That was around the time. That was around one of the options I gave you for this uh, thing was, I can't remember when it was. It was it was No Mercy, maybe 2003, 2004, when oh, Vince man. wrestled Stephanie. Oh, God, yeah. I do on pay-per-view. And that was when yeah. he was, they were like feuding. Like Vincent Sable. So that's, the, that's the great thing about the network is you can literally yeah. go back, time travel back to any year, any pay per view. Mm. I think that's absolutely fantastic, and that's the sort of the reason I've still got the network is for that very purpose and to watch. I love all the like the the documentaries they do, the twenty fours yeah. and the Broken Skull sessions and all of that stuff that's that's um, you know that's actually real mm. from back in the day. I, I really enjoy. I really enjoyed that side of things. Yeah, well, Vince has got us over a barrel, hasn't he, really? Because yeah. however yeah. crap it is, you're still going to give him £10 a month. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Bastard. <laughs> um, see, for some reason, Jeff Jarrett turned up as well at the start of this match and tried to kind of interject himself into the match. But um, nothing came of that. Yeah, OK. And Al Snow yeah. wins. He wasn't there much longer, was he? I don't think, Jeff Jarrett. No, he had about another, about another year... And mm. that's when he ended up going to WCW and holding Vince up for a few Yeah, he had a rounds. massive, massive falling out. And when he came back for the Hall of Fame a couple of years ago, that was uh, quite unexpected, I think. Hmm. Well, he, everybody comes back in the end, don't they? Well, some, most. 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 Can't see, uh, can't see CM Punk ever coming back. No, probably not. No, no. no <laughs> but, you, but you wouldn't. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, completely discount never it. Never say again, never. Ten years down the line. Um, I mean, obviously, look at Bret Hart. Bret Hart came back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most yeah. of them do. You're right. Yeah, in the end, a few quid Absolutely. goes a long way. Yeah, they show Austin showing up for the for the for the event. He gets shown to the referee's locker room rather than the. So that, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He goes in and throws them all out, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So right, these are obviously this this next match is a, is a classic. It's the DOA versus the the new. Legion of Doom. Yeah. So. Well, we can talk about the Dark Side of the Ring episode with the Legion of Doom. That that was uh, quite interesting, I thought. Yeah. Well, I mean, like this. This is a. I'm not a massive fan of the, the Legion of Doom. Again, I only really saw the. I didn't really see the NWA, WCW stuff. Mm. And I was always, as I've documented on this podcast a million times. Demolition were always my team as a, as a kid growing up, and Legion of Doom came in. I mean, to be fair, Legion of Doom, Demolition were 
ripoffs, basically, of the Legion of Doom. But when Legion of Doom came in, they just squashed Demolition immediately, and then Demolition were gone like yeah. about a, a year later. Um, and in WWE, WWF, I mean, they were, I mean, they were monsters, weren't they? Yeah, you know, they just just kick the shit out of everybody. Absolutely, yeah. They they were um, always ex- always exciting to watch. Their entrance, the pop they got on their entrance. So you remember watching SummerSlam yeah. at Wem- Wembley when they came down on the bikes and stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> With that weird little puppet that um, yeah, Rocco, Paul yeah. Ellery used to used to yeah. carry around with him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's it was really really interesting. Anyone who hasn't watched Dark Side of the Ring with the Legion of Doom episode, I, I it sort of goes through their whole career and the 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 rise and fall of um of them as well. So, uh, but yeah, no, dev, was it DOA Devils of Apocalypse? Disciples of Apocalypse, Devils Disci- would be better. Depending. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, keep that one. Um, well, they were yeah. I mean, by this point, so they were you know at the end of. 97 going into 98 it was when you had mm. all the different factions they them and the nation of domination and the Bariquas and all these kind of and they brought draws along with them as well <sighs> didn't they yeah 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 so they had so legion of doom were with so it was legion of doom which at this point was kind of animal in draws when hawk was coming back because they acknowledged that hawk was going through personal mm. issues so as in their infinite wisdom they kind of made that into part of the storyline yeah, the Hawks not quite right because he's a recovering addict and mm. but he looked weird because they both had like full heads of hair as well. Yeah, yeah, which is very strange. And Charles actually looks like someone from the Legion of Doom, and it's like he's got two like random blokes in the out of the street with him. Did they, uh, did, they did they drop the uh, the shoulder the, the the shoulder pads as well at that point? At this point, yeah, yeah, yeah. They just looked. That was of, a big mistake. Yeah, well, we spoke, we did an episode a couple of weeks ago about um, No Mercy 2005 when we had uh, the new <clears throat> Legion of Doom, which was Animal and Heidenreich. Do you remember Heidenreich? Oh yeah, 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 I do. Yeah, they had they had shoulder pads. I mean, that was bullshit as well, to be honest. But yeah, this was some. Um, just make us something new. Don't don't go back to the old stuff. Yeah, well, they had a DVD out apparently at the time, so they decided ah, to. Uh, there we are then. Yeah, a few quid. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it was weird because obviously you had Paul Ellering with the Disciples of Apocalypse, who was always the Legion of Doom's yeah. manager. But yeah, I mean, this is shite, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I um, I went through the went through the uh, the motions and watched it, but um, yeah, not 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 much to write home about there. No. So do you remember how the Legion of Doom kind of storyline went from this going forwards? No, I don't. No, it's probably a good thing you blanked it out. So they, because obviously the, the finish of the match is draws, they, they do the doomsday device and it draws sort of steals the pin. Yeah. So oh, yeah, and there was a bit of confusion at the end, wasn't there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So going forwards from this, they make, again, um, I think they, similar thing happens where Hawks feeling sort of left out of the, of the, of the duo, of the, of the threesome. And then, I mean, not in that way, but, uh, and then he shows up to raw drunk. This is storyline. Uh, which and then they're you know getting angry with him, and he ends up standing on top of the Titantron and threatening to kill himself, and he ends up going off the top of the Titantron like to his, <laughs> uh, you know, to his death. Figurative. Figuratively to his death. But obviously next week he was back, but it turned out it's it all a bit risky, isn't it? Yeah, I mean it's not the. I mean again these days probably wouldn't. A bit close to the bone. 
wouldn't yeah in terms, of, could, in terms of real life and actual yeah yeah well, that was the thing this obviously the actual era was supposed to be more gritty and more kind yeah, of yeah yeah realistic but yes yeah, so, and it turned out it was draws pushed him off the top of the and draws uh, was given oh yeah he went, he went up to almost try and like coax him down and then yeah 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 i think they all the, the both of these zoom quit about six months after this after that storyline surprisingly enough and then draws ended up getting well we'll get to what happened to draws a bit later on but he ended up getting paralyzed not long after this as well yeah that was horrendous so yeah this match was um bollocks but the legion of doom won so moving on then we've got vampires next so christian out with gangrel you're a big fan of the breed so this is so uh, the brood is one of the best entrances ever and i was absolutely loving it the other a couple of months ago when the edge came out to the brood yeah, music yeah well that was fantastic um gangrel obviously still batting still rattling around now isn't he in the yeah, independent yeah. scene um and that was christian's debut this match mm. uh so it was great to and he is a he is a, a big talent and obviously edge is still around now which is incredible um but yeah edge was actually in the in the audience for this one as well wasn't he in the in the shadows yeah but, so the storyline uh, was that he, he obviously edge had been in a few months now and yeah. then gangrel turned up and then gangrel and edge kind of there was a or alluding to something in edge's past with gangrel and mm-hmm. then he turned up with christian it was, oh it came through that but that was edge's brother and he was under mm. sort of gangrel's influence yeah um, that's right and we're a few months away from they all kind of team up and then form the brood and we go full vampire um fantastic and they're actually I, best mate best mates in real life aren't they um edge yeah. and christian obviously yeah yeah and gangrel i think he so the gangrel trademarks from a video game so whenever he used to appear in the wwe magazine Mm. It had to say Gangrel, and it would have a, a, like the the TM. trademark. Yeah, yeah, or appeared because they 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 didn't pay for the trademark WWE, My. so it would be Gangrel, and then the, the the trademark from whatever company made the video game. But yeah. he, I think he bought, he paid out the money, he bought the trademark himself. Wow. Which Fair I mean, I, I don't think he paid a lot of money for it. <laughs> That's like that yeah. fairly recently. So yeah, it's not something you see around a lot, is it? The the Gangrel, thought, yeah, but. but but the the brood I think was a great was a good stable um and I love I love the uh, I love the 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 music and yeah they, they always work quite well together and the I think the blood baths were a little bit um a little bit extreme but it brings a bit brings a bit of uh, colour to it doesn't it yeah yeah well again they went for a say I think initially they were like blood baths and they're like well actually we can't really say and then it's like oh that you you drinking that blood like liquid or that blood like and then when he came back a few weeks ago and he did the when he when he came back and did the the brood entrance and then seth mm. rollins got covered in blood oh yeah 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 they, yeah. they called it a, a brood bath because <laughs> <Brilliant>. they <laughs> can't but, say blood what a, what a mess that would have made <laughs> oh yeah they, someone's got cleared up haven't they and they've got to go on if they got to go on uh, someone's got to go on after it could be uh, a bit slippery underfoot yeah but that was yeah so it was Ed's, it's christian's first match Christian's first match, and he wins the the light lightweight title. Was it lightweight? Yeah. Light, light yeah, heavyweight. Yeah. Uh, from from Takamichi who um, easy for you to say. Yeah, after a few sellers. High earlier flyer. On, earlier on in the year, he was involved in the, the storyline with Val Venus when they um, tried to chop his knob off. <laughs> <laughs> 
I must have blocked that one out as well. <laughs> Do you not remember that? <laughs> oh, Pat. So Val Venus was going out with so so the the, the leader of Kayantai, right. which was like the the faction Taka Mishinoka mm. was in. He had um he had a wife. Val Venus started knocking off this guy's wife. <laughs> so I can't I can't believe you don't know this story. So they in one episode of Raw they kidnapped Val Venus and they had him hug up backstage. <laughs> And they produced a big sword. <laughs> yeah. And they were going to chop his uh, knob off live on Raw. And all you heard was like a big screen and the lights went out. And then the next week, Valvanus appears on Raw and he's sort of hobbling to the ring like in, in great amounts of pain. But the way they got around the sword, because obviously they didn't really chop his knob off. So apparently, you remember the guy in America who got his knob chopped off by his wife? Um John Wayne Bobbitt, I think his name was. Yeah, from, yeah, vaguely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he brought him out on Raw the next week. So apparently he, when the lights went out in storyline, he ran in and rescued Valvinus before they chopped his knob off. Obviously in solidarity right. with Valvinus. So on the next week on Raw, he was on Raw with Valvinus. Oh, wow. Getting, getting the big celebrity rub of the man who got his penis chopped off. God. And this is, he, this, is, yeah. this is hurting me a lot, this situation. <laughs> But apparently he saved Valvinus. He rescued him before they chopped his willy off. So, uh, right. yeah, I mean, that's a rough, that's a rough description of what happened. I could do cut, never cut the arrows on the, no, the Valvinus. No, best to move on. Yeah, we'll yeah. move on. Yeah. Um, obviously he went on but to a great like, debut. Great debut. Yeah. He's still wrestling now as well. Takamichinoku in, oh, in Japan. Right, okay. I won't mention Japan because a lot of people, I know nothing about Japanese wrestling at all. Yeah. Uh, it, okay. it brings people great amusement when I try and talk about Japanese wrestling because I, was um asking when we did the draft episode i asked a few people people were picking wrestlers from new japan and i was like is that a man or a woman and new japan haven't got a female division so, <laughs> right. so yeah so okay, yeah but the next match is more uh wife knock, knocking off storylines with valvinus and gold dust yeah yeah terry runnels uh obviously at this point was going through a divorce with with Dustin Runnels. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, for me, Gold Dust is one of the most underrated wrestlers. His when and the best he's been was about sort of I don't know how many years ago it was, but his last run in WWE where he's with Cody, I mm. couldn't believe that he was the age he was, and that for me was the best I'd ever seen him wrestle. Yeah, and I know well, he's still still going now in AEW, but um, yeah. Yeah, he was just, he just looked absolutely fantastic, and I think they were building up to um, like a big WrestleMania match, weren't they? And I don't think it happened in the end. No, it never happened. No, no, which is a shame because yeah, we, obviously at this time he's got another maybe year left before he goes back to WCW and then comes back. It's what the mid two thousands, but he's not in particularly good shape then. No, he goes off to TNA and he's 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 probably about three hundred pounds. He's a beast. Yeah, but then absolutely. when he came back for that last run, yeah, he looked, and even now, so he's kind of, I think he's sorted a lot of his personal demons out, mm. and you know, yeah, he's still, like, he looks in as good a shape as he's ever been in. Yeah, um, no, he looked great in great shape in 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 this pay per view. Um, yeah. Again, amazing entrance music and the the gold glitter. Again, something I, I wonder. It's great that they do that, and the mess it must make. My have been affected by that. I see you're uh, very, very, very worried about cleaning up afterwards. 
they're like a mess. I got two got two kids under six. Oh, uh, oh mate. Go, yeah. go in and there's bloody cereal over the floor. I feel the pain, yeah. 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 But um, the interesting fact about not interesting to anyone else other than me. Um, yeah. The referee in this, Jimmy Corderas. Yeah. So he he was a, he did a wrestling podcast with um what was his name uh um I can't, I can't remember he used, <laughs> he used to a wrestling podcast anyways one of the first ones after okay after, um the the what's the other guy's name who did the first wrestling Colt Cabana Colt Cabana yeah yeah so he did a rest he did a wrestling podcast with someone all right yeah and I started listening to this and I ended up following him on Twitter. Yeah. And we had a conversation on Twitter and it went backward and forward. And basically I was saying that I don't know why they announce a return of someone that's coming back on Raw or on a pay-per-view and and don't keep it as a surprise. Because the bigger pops come when, you know, The Rock showed up that one time and when Shane McMahon showed up that one time and when The Hard Boy showed up that one time. Um, And he said... He got into a real argument with me, saying, "Yeah, but they want to, they want to sell, they want to sell tickets and all this." But is it not sold out already? You know that sort of thing. Yeah. But um, we we went back and forward all those times, and he says he says something like, "I'm not going to carry on flogging a dead horse with you," uh, <laughs> and that was the end of that. So uh, that was me and Jimmy Corderas. Oh, mate. <laughs> well, I mean, that's definitely a point. If you look at a lot of modern kind of returns, they're not. You kind of know, like again with the AEW stuff recently, when Brian Danielson and Adam Cole turned up on yeah, the, the pay per view, didn't they? They kind of we all knew it was going to happen soon, but we didn't know it was going to happen then, and mm. it was on the pay per view anyway. So that people have bought that pay per view, yeah. So Regardless. again, like like we said now, where people are, they're doing stuff for a lot of stuff gets done these days for quick ratings and for mm. then you kind of if you if you say if you were to bring the rock back on Raw last night. Well, who's watching Raw last night? The ratings are probably. But if you said, oh, next week the Rock's coming back, mm. you're going to get that kind of. Yeah. But it spoils the moment, doesn't it? Exactly. Exactly. So my question to you is, what's your yeah. favourite favourite pop of all time? Oh, well, you kind of, I think the, the, you spoke about the Hardy Boys one. That's kind of like a famous mm. one, isn't it? the WrestleMania one. Mm. There's the one where, which is always spoken about of the... The Austin one, I think it's sort of DX. When when Mankind wins a title for the first time, I think he's getting yeah. beat down by DX and Austin's music hits. Mm. But there's never, again, a lot, of, a lot of these are Austin ones. There's one when, um, I think when they're doing the invasion storyline and they're, they're, like Vince is trying to convince him to come back to help. And he's like, no, I'm not doing it, I'm not doing it, I'm not doing it. And then they show him like, he's at a bar, like drinking. <laughs> and then they show him kind of at the bar and then he sort of, puts his drink down, picks up a pork, he just smacks it over someone's back and he sort of walks out the door. And then like <laughs> five minutes later, there's a big brawl. And I think the, like the WCW, ECW guys are beating none of the WF guys. And then his music hits and he comes down and sort of beats everybody up and gives everybody a stunner. And that pop yeah. was, yeah. So there's, yeah. 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 You? Have you got a particular well, one? In- I think I've probably mentioned it for me. It was Shane, it's Shane McMahon coming back when he came back. Oh, a few years ago. Yeah. 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 Because I, I was only thinking, like, a few months prior, <laughs> I wonder if he ever will come back. Yeah. Because there's no doubting what an athlete and psychopath he is in terms yeah. of the ring. Um, and I just thought at that point it really could do with someone like that. And then a couple of months later, 
when his music hits. I don't think many people expected it. Obviously, no, people not at all, no. know what would have because he was off starting his own business in you know some other country. I think. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I thought, uh, and he came back and he he had several more matches where he's putting his life on the line. Yeah, I think that also when when um after the invasion angle is finished and the I think he had WrestleMania and then next night on Raw. Um, Vince was cutting a promo about I think he's um, he now owned everything basically he owned WCW he owned the whole mm. lot he owned the whole WWE and then Ric Flair's music come on and Ric Flair came out and that was the first time Ric Flair had been back since yeah that was ninety two and he come back and said oh I we're partners yeah. I've got we're the gonna be partners yeah, yeah and Vince does a thing where he's like twitching his eyes yeah that was, that was <laughs> very good Vince is good yeah. at all that yeah yeah but yeah there's probably yeah, yeah the other one with Rock, when, 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 yeah. Rock, when Rock suddenly came back as well, I don't think many many people mm. knew about that when he was announced as um, was it the host of WrestleMania or something? Yeah, I yeah. think he, yeah that was uh, and the, the way that they filmed that sort of panning around the audience and then sort of onto the Titantron, I thought that was yeah. great. But yeah, yeah, a, 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 one of the boy, he's the biggest star in the world now, isn't he? Which is absolutely amazing. We'll get onto his match in a minute, but. Um, yeah, it's uh, quite incredible, the, his, his rapid rise. Yeah, I was discussing that in the pub with a few of my mates. Every night out, it was nuts. He's now, again, the biggest movie star in the world, pretty much. Mm. And, you know, he used to be a bloke in his pants. Yeah, <laughs> black, black <laughs> pants. Every... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Raising yeah. his eyebrow. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, we're, we're, we're talking about Goldust. And Goldust, yeah. <laughs> so... This is the first time Goldust, the character, had been around for a while. So he was actually doing like this. Again, it, this is the, the whole that thing about blurring like the reality and the, the you know storyline. Because again, mm. in reality, I think they weren't together, Dustin and you know Terry Runnels. Mm. So making that into a storyline, it's not. It's like you go through wrestling history. The when you've got people that are actually together mm. and you're making it into some sort of storyline, it. 99% of the time it ends badly for yeah. everyone involved you know they must, they must have got paid a bit of a kicker do you mind if we use this in the story like <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah we do do you mind now if we give yeah. you this, this amount of money yeah I think I mentioned last week we, we were chatting about um how obnoxious um Jerry Lawler was and there was a storyline when he was uh sort of feuding with Goldust and at this time they're trying to make Goldust more of a They'd gone past the, it. Obviously, his initial. It, we did a whole podcast ago about Goldust ages ago. He's one of my favorite wrestlers. But mm. when he came in, it was like he's this like almost kind of freak of nature. Yeah, yeah. They were playing up the homoerotic kind of side of him. Once he got past that, they were trying to make him. Oh, he's actually got my lady's actually his wife, and he's got kids, and he's got mm. a family. They're trying to make him more of us. So he got into feud with Lawler, and yeah. he started bringing his daughter to the ring, and Lawler cut a promo obviously calling Goldust some names which you you shouldn't have called people back then but he definitely couldn't call them <laughs> yeah. names today and then he started cutting a promo on his daughter as well wow. he was about five years old and you think like how fucked nothing, up would nothing that... sacred yeah yeah but that poor little girl she's you know been brought into this I mean she probably didn't know what was going on but she's there with a dad who's dressed as a gold statue basically yeah. Yeah. and yeah. they got this bloke who's dressed up in a king outfit being rude to your dad and like you think what like just yeah, that's wrestling isn't it? what alternative universe yeah. <laughs> yeah but yeah so he brought that he brought the character back because he'd been going through this period where he was 
playing like this almost like a religious zealot kind of thing of well mm. everything that's going on now is profane and all this lewd behavior and he was going around with a sign saying he is he's returning he's coming back yeah yeah and it turned out it was just gold dust coming back Basically, <laughs> how many return? How many returns has Goldust? Oh yeah, quite a few. Yeah, five. Are you aware of again? I know you weren't aware of the um whole Venus penis thing. Were you aware of uh when he went back to WCW's gimmick? Nope. Of seven, you were aware of seven? Oh yes, no, I didn't remember now actually. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it didn't yeah, last no, very didn't. long. Yeah, yeah, but no, I, I do. I, th- I think the the man himself. I'm so pleased that he's that he's come through the other side. He's still wrestling. Um, back with his brother, his half brother. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm really really pleased for him. I follow I follow him on Twitter actually, and he's, yeah, he's quite an interesting chap. Yeah. Well, the seven gimmick was basically a child molester, so it didn't last very long. Yeah. Uh, not surprised. surprisingly enough no no so that was wcw so yeah um and val venus obviously is a porn star or an ex-porn yeah. star yeah um who's having it off with gold ex well i think they were still married at this point because right? she had the, or he had the ring on what had a ring on so they're yeah. still kind of That's married right. they said that. yeah yeah at this point um but yeah what do you so, think about do you what do you think of val venus in terms of yeah, he had quite a long run in WWF, didn't he? But he did, didn't he? Never really. He was very much always mid card, wasn't he? Mm. He's gone mental now, hasn't he? Oh, is he? Yeah, <laughs> don't follow him on Twitter because he's oh, okay. completely insane. Yeah. Okay. He's no, like, right. no, he's like conspiracy theory uh, okay. times a million. Yeah. So um, I think he's a lot of drugs involved. I think as well involved Venus. But yeah, I mean, he got various points. Got like quite prominent pushes which mm. again but th- we're in that time period now where everyone had some sort of gimmick didn't they obviously his gimmick was that he was a he might have had was he possibly intercontinental champion oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, I think yeah. He went near and he, he had a again not long after this he had a feud with mick foley and so he was pushing quite high prominent mm. sort of feuds so it was on tv every week yeah yeah um but yeah did, didn't really ever and then he meant, remember, you remember the uh, the right to censor? Remember the right to censor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he, he changed his gimmick then to where he was Val Venus, but he was like the. And the good father was in that. And as the well. good father. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. God, good times. Um, and uh, one of the female wrestlers. Ivory. Uh, Ivory, mm. yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. But he gave, um, Goldust gave Val Venus a, a gold uh, cup to wear in this match as well. Yeah. Before it started. So. Um, yeah, not, I mean, a bad, not, a bad, not a bad match. This I didn't think. I, I'm rewatching it. I didn't think it was actually that bad compared to some of the other draws on the on the pay per view. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. At this time, if you go through, we mentioned a lot of the stuff that happened. A lot of the storylines are really exciting storylines, but mm. the matches aren't that. That's when, it, that's when it always falls down, though, isn't it? It's the the build up and the the, the, the amazing. Um, the amazing videos that they do to promote these things and you know the yeah. the, the off the out of ring stuff is often much better because as soon as the fight starts and they go to ground and they're like you know in a headlock or wasting time on the floor the, the energy just gets sapped out of everybody yeah yeah i mean yeah this is i mean again it's two good wrestlers of, of of this time yeah um and it's not really for anything is it no and i but but i i enjoyed watching it because i've it made me remember 
again what I, I what I said about Goldust and how yeah. how well he's done in his career. And I uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed watching that one. My mum's my mum's favourite wrestler was Val Venus. Is that right? Yeah, I don't know why. She <laughs> used to say, Is that Val Venus with the big <laughs> Yeah. She so wouldn't no, like got it chopped off. Yeah, you got it chopped off. Yeah, yeah. She, she wouldn't like that storyline. Well, she might have liked it actually, but um, <laughs> but I always again, it's one of my one of my what I said many times on this podcast. So before he moved to WWF Goldust, mm. he was kind of in good feuds in WCW with like Rick Rude and Austin before Austin moved over. And I always as, said that he as was, Dustin Runnels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, mm. as as yeah. Um, was that his name? In, was no, that his Dustin name? Rhodes. Dustin, Dustin Rhodes. Rhodes, of course. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Dusty was back there. Mm. Um, but it's quite funny. So his first kind of, I don't know if you remember. So when he, he first appeared on WWF mm. was when Dusty was feeding with the Million Dollar Man. Ah, right. Okay. And this is like Saturday night's main event in the sort of late 80s, early 90s. And he ended up, I think it was at Royal Rumble, it was Dusty and Dustin versus Virgil and... The million dollar man, but he wasn't portrayed as being like a non wrestler, he was just Dusty's son, right? Okay, um, but then he went back to WCW and yeah, the probably I think it runs with like the US title and he was doing yeah. pretty well, but they mm. they let him go. Um, but I will say that if he would have stayed in WCW, probably eventually would have got a world title run, probably would have helped because his dad was booking the well, booking exactly. the shows for booking the but, territory. And I enjoyed like when we went back and did that gold that episode, I enjoyed like when he came in, he was such a a strange character for the time like quite a i didn't even think they really knew what they were doing no i think I, th- I think i remember hearing that vince um it took a lot of selling to to dustin yeah the gold yeah. dust the gold dust character um but you know it's something that's made him effectively isn't it over yeah. time it was quite strange you come out with all this kind of pomp and circumstance and the wig and the gown and stuff but when he actually took the gown off, he was like this really aggressive skinhead mm. and would beat the shit out of people. Massive as well. He's like yeah, six, yeah, it's enormous, six, seven, yeah. Eh? So it was, it was, I like that kind of juxtaposition of like the big glamorous kind of intro and you know, oh, he's quite effeminate, that sort of yeah. thing. But in in between sort of rubbing himself in kind of making all those homoerotic gestures, mm. he would just be beating the shit out of people. Like, <laughs> it was quite a good kind of... Yeah. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, so he won, didn't he? Goldust won. Because yeah, he, he had to win, I mean. Yeah. 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 Then this show, um, so Triple H was injured at this point, and he had to give up the title, and they had a tournament in which they had to decide a new um, Intercontinental Champion, which Ken Shamrock won. Hmm. But it showed a bit where, I think, um, on Heat, which was like the pre-show show, yeah. they, they he presented Shamrock the title. And then there was a bit of a to-do backstage and Shamrock ended attacking Triple H and ramming his knee into the, the car door. Um, <laughs> so there was that little segment. He showed China sort of trying to get involved. but yeah. um, and, and Michael Cole's obviously backstage at this point, isn't he? Yeah, looking like a little, like a little mouse, Michael Cole. He, he, looked, like a, he looked like someone who just, just a work experience boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was good, but he, like, he interviews a rock later on, and rock side just like takes the mic away from that. Just get away, go away. Yeah. yeah. Um, but this leads to sort of the next match, which is X Pac and Dilo Brown. Now, this for me was probably the best match on the on the show. I think. I mean, Dilo was a European champion, mm-hmm. and as he was always built, he was always built from a different place in Europe every week. So this week he was from Milan, <laughs> Italy. We did a, 
a show a couple of weeks ago and it was um a uk show and he was from birmingham dilo oh, brown gosh. from birmingham so but yeah they're always building from a different would place would you like Europe. uh would you be up if i tested your knowledge on the history of the european championship oh um, yeah go for it okay who was the first ever european champion <sighs> well it was a davy it was yeah I can remember they had the tournament and he beat Owen in the final, I think. Yeah, British Bulldog, David Boy uh, Smith. Yeah. Um, and who was the last champion? <laughs> um, again, this is good audio, isn't it? Me, <laughs> me scratching my chin. So they would have got rid of it probably what, 2000, 2001-ish. Yeah, 2000, um, oh, actually, I'll say D-Lo. Rob Van Dam. Rob Van Dam, was it? Oh, yeah. okay. Um, there's, there's loads more stats here. Let's give you one more. Um, yeah. Who was the long, not the longest reign, the the lightest champion? The lightest <laughs> European champion. Yeah. God, well, I can't imagine. <sighs> I mean, what, how the hell am I supposed to know that? Straight out of Dudleyville. <laughs> oh, Spike. Yeah, Spike Dudleyville. Oh. 150 pounds. He won the European title. Yeah, must have. Mm. Yeah, most reigns William Regal and D'Lo Brown four each. Yeah. yeah. There you go. The oldest champion, Diamond Dallas Page. Youngest champion, Jeff Hardy. Yeah. He- heaviest, Mark Henry. There you go. That's all the stats you can ever want. <laughs> Thank about you. The European champion. Well, I mean, I suppose at the time when they brought it in, there was you only had, you had the Intercontinental title and the World title. So I suppose mm. and it was a good guy to give it to. Well, and the light lightweight one for Christian won, won in that. Oh episode. yeah, but that came in. That came in. I think the European title was a bit because. European title came in in sort of 97. Okay. You've got, st- you got the stats up there? I have, yeah. <laughs> uh, 96? 90, 97. Yeah, 97. 97, yeah. And the, the the light heavyweight was probably late 97. Mm. So, um, but it was kept the light heavyweight. It was very strict kind of, again, it was people like like Takamichi and Oku. And, yeah, yeah. Um. Brian Christopher and people like that, it was always kind of, you know, they, they never really did much with the light heavyweight title, I don't think. Not in comparison to no, no. WCW with their cruiserweight title, where the people like Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio won it, but the light heavyweight title, yeah, a bit of an afterthought. As was the European title, really, I suppose. But I wonder how many European people, European people actually won the European title. I'd probably Bulldog and Regal. Regal. <laughs> yeah, can't think yeah. of any others. <laughs> no, no, probably not, no. Um, so yeah, X-Pac and D'Lo. So yeah, D'Lo was the European champion. And him and Mark Hemrid kind of, when the nation of domination broke up, like the Rock and the good, uh, Godfather were kind of like the faces. Mm. And then D'Lo and Mark Henry were still kind of uh, like the, the bad guys. Yeah. And X-Pac was still like a, a big part of DX at this point. But D'Lo, again, D'Lo's one of those guys who spoke about as being like in-ring work and charisma as well, because he was quite a charismatic guy. Yeah. He was probably, him and the Rock, yeah, there wasn't much between them. Uh, he's very, very athletic as well. Um, yeah, as you said, it was it was quite it was they're they're both very agile wrestlers and you know X Park with his sort of um, martial arts style as well was always good. But you know, for me, one two three kid was it was the height of his fame. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, <laughs> you like that gimmick. Well, I mean. Well, that was just completely out of the blue, wasn't it? When he beat Razor Ramon back yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that 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 sort of thing never happened. And whoever's idea that was was fantastic. Yeah, because again, that was the thing of back in those days, 
the the rules and the, the those sort of shows were basically squash matches. Yeah, it? it was well, like all, a big guy in a they're yeah. all squash matches. Um, so the one but, time where somebody doesn't get squashed and they, it's an upset, it's, yeah. Yeah. But they, I think they already had him, Yeah, they already had earmarks as being a quite oh, a yeah. star. So absolutely, but yeah, no, it's um obviously Degeneration X was a was a big thing and and he was uh you know part of that and yeah it was a it was a great great match um and yeah the, with with the nation sort of splitting they were all trying to find their own way weren't they after that yeah well a lot of people say that he was what we so what we talk about draws earlier being paralyzed so that was in a match that was with Dilo, wasn't it yeah Dilo brown yeah so the the word was he was never really the same wrestler after that which you can i mean that's understandable isn't it mm, you yeah. worry about hurting people seen loads of documentaries about you know about that and yeah. other documentaries that dilo brown contributes on and uh, yeah yeah you can always tell that he's it's playing on his it's always yeah. in the back of his mind isn't it so yeah. it would have been interesting Horrendous. to see how he would have where he would have ended up that wouldn't have happened because i think he had the potential to be up there with the some of the biggest stars yeah in the company yeah, well, The Rock had the had the Anoya family dynasty on his side mm. as well, and the, and the history. Um, but uh, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, slow yeah. doors and all that. Yeah. So Mark Henry is knocking around as well, and China comes out. This is the point where Mark Henry is a few months away from starting his sexual chocolate. Yeah. Gimmick of being a. Some stupid poem he reads out. Oh, later on, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not really, no, no. But he, so we'll, um, well, we'll talk about him when he gets to his match later, but he comes down and China comes down, but it ends up, X-Pac ends up winning the match and winning the title. Mm, yeah. So, um, Is, and um, then, was, yeah. was, was Mike Kyoda the referee in that one? I can't, I don't write down the referees, mate. Jesus. Well, because, because I was, all, again. You've not been um, arguing with him on Twitter, have you, as well? No, no, I'm arguing on Twitter, <laughs> but, but. Yeah, yeah. I just thought that was bang out of order when he got let go. Uh, last year yeah. for someone who's been around since god knows when late 80s i'd imagine in terms of a referee yeah suddenly just say thank you but no thank you yeah i thought that was really sad a lot of the releases are a bit strange weren't they the last you know since the pandemic when they just kind of every now and again just release like big because again even like with um braun Strowman. yeah oh, well, yeah very odd he was being featured in like main events up until like the week Mm. He was let go on with um, Bray Wyatt. Uh, yeah, Bray Wyatt and Alistair Black, obviously, who were they were doing vignettes mm. with him and pushing him up until the week he got let go. It's like, well, you must have spent. Obviously, it can't have been something they replied. It must have been something that they thought, well, looked around for who can we get rid of. But they spent money on like pushing him mm. for weeks, doing these vignettes with him. Yeah. And then it's like, nah, well, actually, you know, forget all that. Yeah. Very odd. I mean, with Bray, because Bray had been gone from WrestleMania. He doesn't really. He, was, he probably hadn't been on TV for a couple of months, and then he got let go, which was. And I, uh, I thought he, I thought he made real progress as well. Even his, even his sort of promos were gradually getting a bit better. Well, again, it's it's quite a divisive thing on on sort of wrestling Twitter, the whole mm. Bray Wyatt, the Fiend, that kind of thing, and the, his various sort of. Um, reincarnations of different characters and stuff with him guises yeah well he's, he's an entertaining performer and a mm. decent enough wrestler but again he seemed like somebody they'd invested a lot of money in and kind of he 
taking up a lot of their TV time and a lot of storylines. Mm. So Very just strange. to kind of let him go. But yeah, I'm sure it'll but turn up. Not, not as hard done by as Mike Kyoda, in my opinion. Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> no but even there, again, this is an odd person to let go because. Like, yeah, he probably weren't earning earning like mega bucks. He might have been no. one of the highest earning referees, but yes, because he's been there for 103 years. Yeah, it just seems strange. Mm. A, lot, a, lot, a lot of the sort of backstage people, like trainers are let go. I mean, it's like, it's like well, mm. again, they're making record profits. Must have been, year. must have been Nigel Pearson coming in and making the squad smaller. I think that because it was, yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, he's he's back. Is he back? Train? He's back. Let's, uh, let's, Vince McMahon said, "Let's follow the model set by Nigel Pearson at Bristol." Yeah, City. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, he's back in training today. Yeah, God bless, good old Absolutely. Nigel. Yeah. Um. So now there's there's rumours backstage that Paul Bearer's here. Oh yeah. Why is Paul Bearer here? Because he found some Pringles, Percy Pringle. Yeah, we'll find out later on why he's here. But because again, he'd been. At this point, he was. I'm trying to think where he was kind of. I suppose he was still kind of aligned with. He was aligned with. He was aligned with Kane. They both kind of sort of turned their back on him by this point because he was aligned with Kane. Yeah. With Kane's feud with the Undertaker, wasn't it? But now Kane was kind of, I suppose, almost turning face-ish. Mm. Well, so there's a, like, a handshake, isn't there, at the start of the match? Yeah. So, but yeah, it was like, well, why is Paul, a bit of mystery? Why Paul Bearer is here? Mm-hmm. And then we have got the headbangers. And they make some they well the the week before this they got involved with a match with uh, it was a Legion of Doom against the uh, New Age Outlaws and they smashed Road Dog in the head with their ghetto blaster. Yeah. I love a smash that was. Yeah, yeah. And they make uh, a little backstage interview where they say the only thing DX are tag team uh, tag team and are each other, which is a yeah. bit uh, yeah. Of the, uh, yeah. Again, other time. A and lot they kept just they kept a straight face as well when they said that. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a lot of so we'll get some more stuff later on, which is a bit kind of yeah. uh, off colour. Going, going back to the the the, the boombox in the face and the and the yeah. chair shots and stuff like that. When did they outlaw chair shots to the head, like unprotected chair shots to the head? I think it was sort of mid two thousands, mid to late two thousands. Really? I, I, I remember that. The, yeah. Undertaker, Undertaker hardly ever took a chair shot to the head, did he? He's always no. his hand was always up, and that's probably why he's been there for thirty years. <laughs> I can remember one of those Undertaker Triple H matches where I think they got in trouble for basically Colour. going against it and just kind of doing what they want. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it is probably it's not that long ago. But again, okay. a lot of them wouldn't take. But obviously, when you see later on, with I'm not sure if it's on this match, but around this time, Foley's taken some. Oh yeah, remember that? Yeah, that Rock versus Foley. Yeah, that match. was that was later ridiculous. on this year. Yeah, the DX are champs. Um, Road Dog and Billy Gunn. Billy Gunn. Um, are you were you a fan of the New Age Outlaws? Yeah, I think the um the entrance. Yeah. The entrance Iconic. music was always something that you uh you look forward to. The yeah the wrestling was good. I mean Billy Gunn again. He's a he's a guy who's an absolute giant. Um, well well built got charisma about him was never very good on the microphone apart from saying those sort of two words yeah yeah uh, which is probably what let him down and he never really went to the to the big leagues mm. um but he certainly had the had the the rest of the package i think yeah um and um 
Road Dog obviously has got resting in in, in, the, in his blood and in the family, um, and as an ex Marine in the in the in the Gulf War, yeah, he's uh, he's a tough guy too. So I think they work well together. I think DX as a as a complete package was always was always amazing. Um, but yeah, they were they were a decent tag team. But I don't know um, what we can say about the uh, the headbangers to be honest. Yeah. Well, we spoke about headbangers on um, a couple of weeks ago. We did an episode, and they were on there. Who did they wrestle? I think it's the fucking Barika was. I wasn't great, but yeah, they they did. They went through the the mill, and they did the they had various sort of gimmicks, and mm. but they had a good couple of years where they got pushed pretty hard in like main events, but they never kind of really ever again. It was it was kind of that thing where like you'd imagine Vince has heard about Marilyn Manson or something like that, and that was yeah. kind of a bit mainstream. She's like, oh yeah, we'll put these guys on. It's a shame we never we never got to see what well, to my knowledge anyway the head shrinkers versus the head bangers. No, we didn't. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Against what was um, Al Snow and uh, Steve Blackman's head cheese they were called for a little bit as well. Yeah, right. Could have had head Al, Al Snow head versus the head bangers versus yeah. the head shrinkers. But yeah, I mean yeah, there's money. An absolute schmoz. Yeah, that could have been a WrestleMania main event. Um. Yeah, I mean, we just spoke about Billy Gunn. So I'm not sure if it was this. It might have been the year after or two years down the line. He won King of the Ring. He so did. He obviously had had. And that's usually like the push, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But as we speak about it, so Shamrock won King of the Ring in '98. So I think they were looking to push him big time, you mm. know. Um, but it didn't always work because again, I think Edge won King of the Ring. So, but that was always the thing. It was that Mabel. again. Mabel won King of the Ring, yeah. <laughs> um, but back in the back in like, when we were growing up, it was always whoever was the IC champion. They were that was they were kind of being groomed to be, yeah. You know, like Ultimate Warrior and yeah, yeah. But like I say, like The Rock, uh, Triple mm. H, Austin, they always got Bret Hart. They always yeah. got the IC title, and then they went on to get the world title. I couldn't then, tell you who the Intercontinental Champion is today. Right, I think. I think it's I think it's Nakamura. Oh really? At the moment, Blimey. I think it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think he was also king of the ring. Well, he kind of he, yeah, he was won, the last king of the ring, wasn't he? No, we didn't win king of the ring. So Baron Corbin won oh, king yeah. of the ring, and then he won the 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 crown off of Baron <laughs> Corbin like in Jesus. a match. Yeah. They ran out of ideas, did they? And now he's they run out of ideas about three years ago. But yeah, <laughs> they, uh, and now he's given it up now because obviously they're doing a King of the Ring tournament currently. Right. Um, but yeah, but that was all. Yeah, it was a bit of an indicator of somebody was going to be pushed to the yeah. best star. But but like you said, that was what held him back. I'd imagine was his lack of charisma because mm. size again from if you look at it from Vince's point of view, yeah. he had the size he could wrestle, he looked apart. But yeah, then when he opened his mouth, it was a bit like, yeah, you know, you're right saying those two words. But if you have to elaborate on that, then you're probably going to be struggling yeah. slowly. Yeah, he's clearly um, as a trainer, I think, for the last few years. And I know he's not in WWE now, but he's passed on a lot of uh, good knowledge. Yeah, I mean, he still wrestles every now and again in AEW. His sons are in AEW. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's, everyone, they're all there, mate. Um, so so the current champion is Seamus apparently what the intercontinental champion yeah I just googled it is it it. hang on according to Wikipedia he won it on the 5th of October 2021 did he hang on (laughs) 
yeah, Billy Gunn, uh, the the fame asser, was a good move, yeah. and and also I was a big fan of his entrance music. Well, uh, I'm, I'm an, an ass, ass man. man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love to kick him. I love to. What was love that? To kick him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm googling the quite no champion. I'm I'm sure it was Nakamura, was the most recent champion. Well, unless Wikipedia's wrong, mate. I mean, it could be. Yeah, my Wikipedia's telling me. Oh. Current champion, champion Seamus. I can't. When did he win that? October the fifth. Yeah, twenty twenty one. That's last raw, raw last week. Did he win it last week on Raw? I I fast forwarded through that bit, obviously. <laughs> I thought Nakamura was still the champion. Hang on. Well, Pat Patterson was the first one. We'll get to that in a minute. Yeah, we know that. But, but no, but it says, it, at the bottom of the thing, it says King Nakamura is the current champion in the second reign. I think he's still the champion. I don't know why it says Sheamus is the champion. I'm pretty sure. Right. Keep talking. Nakamura... I'll, go, I'll go on to the WWE Network where it says all the okay. superstars. Right, I'll keep talking, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, here we go. Champion, straight on to it. Um, da-da-da-da. Where's, where's the intercontinental? <laughs> that's, um, how, that's how well received it is now. It does say Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure he is. Well, Wikipedia's yeah. wrong then. If someone wants to go on and correct Wikipedia, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, by the time this goes out, he might have won it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, yeah, DX are the tag team champions at this point. Um, and yeah, this isn't but, a particularly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this isn't a particularly great match either, is it? Really? No. No, <laughs> no, no, it's not. No, not at all. No, it's um, it's in that it's in the the third from last or second from last spot on the pay per view. That's usually um, head to the toilets. And I, mm. I guess I guess once the once the entrance music has has been and gone, then yeah. uh, then you can head to the toilets and come back. Not much else is there really. But no, it would be a bit unfair to uh, to the new age outlaws because that was always was always uh, some uh, a tag team I enjoyed. I enjoyed watching. Yeah, I think it would, I'd put it more down to the headbangers, to be honest. Yeah, exactly. Because they weren't, I mean, they were supposed to be... What heels. were their names? Mars and Dross? Mosh and Thrash. Mosh and Dross. Mosh and Thrash, <laughs> yeah. I'm assuming you don't remember Beaver Cleavage, do you? No. No? <laughs> I'm not going to go into Beaver Cleavage. <laughs> so when, when I think it was, when Thrasher got injured, mm. obviously what they do now these days, if a tag team party gets injured... The other one gets six months off as well. They don't generally. Well, when they're so when they're so mm. invested in the gimmick, those two, yeah. it you'd only ever see them separate at the Royal Rumble, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. So, um, but they didn't do that. They brought um, the uninjured one back as as a character called Beaver Beaver Cleavage. Wow. So there was a like a US TV program in the sixties called Leave It to Beaver. Yeah, I remember that. Well, I've, I've heard of it. Yeah, it's, it's kind of play on that. But he was like a grown man dressed as a school child. I'm Googling it now. <laughs> what, Beaver Cleavage? <laughs> yeah, it didn't last very long. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they sacked that off. I, I, that's the, that's, that's, um, that's, well, that was when he was in the Headbangers, yeah. <laughs> but the Beaver Cleavage thing lasted about maybe two or three weeks. Right. And then they brought him back as a character called Chaz, which might have actually been his real name. But the woman who was one? playing, that was Beaver Cleavage, yeah. Right, that's, okay. That's Beaver Cleavage, yeah. That lasted yeah. about two weeks. Um, but they brought him back as Chaz, which is his real name, with that lady there you just showed me a picture of. Who yeah, was, I didn't recognise her either. No. So that was his storyline wife. I mean, it was his storyline mum when he was Beaver Cleavage. But right. when he came back as Chaz, it was storyline wife. 
and they wrestled for a couple of weeks and then she turned up with bruises all over her face oh my god yeah so they they tried to do a like a domestic abuse storyline brilliant yeah this is the 90s so um is he like, a, is he like is he like a eugene type character no, I mean Beaver Cleavage probably was gonna be yeah, that yeah. Kind of character, yeah, but it, it never it never reached like it never Those got much further in a week. No, no, no. But so yeah, so the the storyline with Chaz was yeah, so he turned up with his wife, but then yeah, so the, the week after she turned up and they'd had an argument, and he, her face was covered in bruises. So he kind of got he was like pleading his innocence. He got ostracised in the locker room for beating up his wife. Uh, but then it turned out that she uh it was all fake bruises and she was in cahoots with somebody else and um oh wow <laughs> yeah. so she didn't yeah. last very long then but basically they dropped that after about a month as well right so and then the other headbanger was fit again so it's went back <laughs> to being the headbangers Jeez. but therein is a lesson there about why you don't if one tag team partner gets injured yeah yeah just just leave them both off don't what try to the, um, everyone. So that so that that's that's gotta be one of the shortest gimmicks of all time, but not not as short as the um who is it, Tugboat Typhoon character with the Stormtrooper helmet? Oh the, the Shockmaster, yeah. Shockmaster. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean <laughs> well he I mean he when he made his debut, they obviously well, that, that didn't go didn't go very well, did it? That wasn't planned. But then that but after that they played they made that into part of the gimmick. That he was did a bit they? of a he was, just, he just, that, he, he was just clumsy. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Very clever. Yeah. But then he went, went under his real name after that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tugboat and earthquake. What? What? Yeah. What combo? Do you remember Eric Rowan and his uh, spider? So Eric Rowan, in terms Eric... of the guy from the Wyatt family. Yeah, yeah. Remember he, he came out. Do you remember that? This was like pre-pandemic. So he he started carrying around the. Uh, uh, a oh, in a, in a cage, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was like this big reveal. What's in the cage? And it was a giant toy spider. Brilliant. For two weeks, and Drew McIntyre killed it. He stamped on it. Oh God! Again, <laughs> run out of ideas. Yeah, yeah. That was in 2019. That wasn't in like 1995. Yeah. That was, yeah. Oh, Boy. we're running through all the all the horrendous gimmicks tonight. It's good. I like it. Absolutely. So the this match ends. The road dog just smashes the headbanger over the head, gets With revenge for him getting hit. Yeah, and that's it. So the headbangers win in theory by so disqualification, the, which the means feud the, continues. Which means the title doesn't change hands, which is a pathetic rule because well, you could just. Every title challenge you get, just smack him over the head with a sledgehammer, and you get. Well, that was that was a lot of heel just to get out of it that way. That was like a storyline thing when they try and get himself disqualified or count it out or like the honky tonk man is like eighteen months of being champion. Yeah, yeah. he won a match. He lost every match <laughs> by DQ or by count out. But um, um, I don't know about you, but when I when I was a gamer back in the day, and I would play yeah. like SmackDown or something like that. Yeah. I would um I would often just get out of the get out of the ring, get the count out clock to start, get back in the like smash him over the head on on, on an eight, get back in the yeah. ring, win win by count out. Easy. Yeah. Or try and somehow like by accident but not to I mean, there was always a way you could kind of sneakily knock the ref out or kind of Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you were too blatant you get disqualified, but if it was like a you know, a a miss move. Yeah, a misfired punch. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you get a chair and just beat the shit out of somebody, would it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, more Paul Bearer talk backstage. Now, apparently, he's gone in to meet with Kane. So, yeah. And then you've got Mankind 
do an interview backstage with Socko. So Socko, again, in this time period, when Vince had his leg broke, he was in hospital the week after. Mm-hmm. And he was visited by uh, Mankind, tried to cheer him up with a clown. And then Austin came in later on, disguised as the doctor and shoved a rectal probe of his ass. And a bedpan over the air. The, that big clonk of that bedpan at the end. Wow, he also, brilliant, wasn't it? Yeah, and he also he put the defib on him as well. Yeah. Which is <laughs> it's quite impressive. I haven't actually done that to somebody in work. Yeah. Oh. Not a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Mankind's own. They're talking about Socko and they're talking about what underwear Socko wears underneath his. And he's got like a little bit of black tape under his fingers. Like, so. But this is like prime Foley Socko kind of Mankind yeah. period, isn't it? Yeah. So then we're through to the, the Intercontinental title match, which is Shamrock against Mankind. Massive fan of Ken Shamrock. Yeah, yeah. He was sort of the first crossover, really, wouldn't he, from MMA? Yeah, yeah. Well, this is where we get the... So they talk about Shamrock winning the title, and they talk about Pat Patterson being the first Intercontinental title. So obviously, Pat Patterson was famously, probably for a long time, the only gay person in wrestling. <laughs> gay person well, in wrestling. I thought you were going to say the only gay in the village, then. No, no, no. But obviously, so in the... It's all a great in joke. So in in the talk of this, they talk about Pat Patterson, which he beat off fifty men in one night in Rio de Janeiro to win the title. Um, they all got behind him, but Pat came out on top. Who said this? This is what Lawler in uh, oh, right. Jr. said, yeah. And then Jr. said, "Oh, I find that quite hard to swallow." So again, it's all like, wow, you I know, I never knew that. It's not pick up. No, yeah, yeah. So they're all kind of in on it. You imagine what that must have been like. Being in that kind of environment, being an openly yeah, gay bet. man. I bet. Yeah. There was a bit of this. There was a bit of the start with Lawler and Jr. And uh, I used to just, I used to love some of the one-liners. And one, one I noted was, "Any friend of yours is a friend of yours." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, then, um, so I, we, I mean, we slag Laura off a lot on, on this on this show because again, a lot of the time when he's commentating, it's not. Um, is very much of the time, especially the women's matches. But when oh, yeah. when they actually commented on the the main events, I mean, it's 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 iconic stuff. Mm. But when we get, we probably get about another year down the line, we're full into puppies, puppies, puppies kind of lawler, where he's just a, a perverted old man kind of. But at this point, he was still kind of actually playing a heel commentator. But yeah that kind of got a bit distracting where he was just basically lusting out for 30 30 years younger women um, they must they, they must have been the combo for pay-per-views for so long those two jr and lawler that it just became a bit weird when it wasn't them but they must have racked up so many so many miles between them yeah until you got to i mean there's various points where lawler was off tv you used to various contractual and legal reasons at certain times for <laughs> stuff going on outside outside the business um but until they did the like the brand split in mm. 2002 2003 they, they were the main commentary team for most of the pay-per-views yeah um but yeah again like shamrock was probably he looked like he was going to be pushed to be a big like you said he won king in english year king mm. this year and was being pushed in like the just underneath the main event sort of status. Did he ever fight Undertaker? I think they did. But Must not, have done. 
because again, we got well, we, we'll, been like we'll a house later on. Yeah, no, I think they had a few matches probably later on. I don't think they wrestled before this when Undertaker, because again, Shamrock was gone late '99, so mm. he only had he only had probably two years against Shamrock, really. Yeah, quite an impact, didn't he? Yeah. So do you know about his? So he was um, adopted. Okay. So you know, there's this Ken Shamrock, this Frank Shamrock, who are mm. like MMA guys. So they're both adopted by a bloke called Bob Shamrock. So they're okay. not, they're like, they're brothers, but like through adoption. Right. So Bob Shamrock, I think he was involved in like the MMA scene, but he, I think he ran like a, like a, a sort of boarding home for like underprivileged kids or like unruly kids. And he adopted both of those two. I think he adopted right. other boys as well in training to be like UFC fighters. That's incredible. <laughs> he had like a, he had like a little gang of young, young UFC fighters, like as his, uh, in his, his family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's where his, that's where Ken Sherlock's name comes from. Oh wow! No, I never knew that. But no, yeah, so, his impact, the impact he had, and when he when he sort of crossed over from MMA as yeah. a massive, massive star of of UFC. Yeah. Um, it was that first sort of uh believability that he could actually break some of these people's ankles and, yeah. and actually beat up some of these guys uh and his entrance as well the intensity that he brought in the sort of the scream before he gets in the ring and stuff like that i always found him really good to watch yeah obviously the first thing he did when he brought him in he was the guest ref at wrestlemania right. for brett and austin and then he went on to feud with brett not long after that so all the way through his run, and then he was feuding with, I think he had a feud with Vader, feud with The Rock. Um, but he's big money, though, wasn't he? They must have been paying him big yeah, money. Yeah, yeah. It's strange. I think afterwards he left, I think he might have done gone back to MMA for a bit and went to Japan. And mm. he was still wrestling up until, well, this year, I think. He was in TNA wow. um, up until recently. And he's still, I mean, he looks he looks older in the face, but physically. Yeah. He's still. Um, still wouldn't cross him. <laughs> no, no, no. But yeah, this match again. This it's not uh, as far as I know. This match wasn't a no DQ, but there was chairs involved, and Foley was taking some fucking mm. batterings. Um, and then the finish. Did you enjoy the finish of this match, Ray? Yeah, so, so the winner of this match by submission and the mandible claw. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, he chokes himself out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But he always, he did that again. We, we did a, our first ever episode was about McFoley. I um, thought you were going to say it was about about um, God, his name's gone now. The guy who's who the, the announcer guy, Howard Finkel. Howard Finkel, yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. But our first episode was about McFoley, but he was like, so he he could sell anything pretty much. Like when he's in the ankle lock and he's yanking his hair out and he's yeah, punching yeah, himself yeah. in the face and like trying to deal with the pain, like, but. I find even even I yeah you can suspend your kind of disbelief but the fact that he can choke himself out with his own finishing move yeah, that, <laughs> that, that's Mr. Socko the mandible claw is a very yeah it's almost it's almost as bad as the uh, the the John Cena finisher or the people's elbow isn't it yeah yeah I mean I can see like obviously shoving your fingers down someone's throat and pushing them but but doing it to yourself I'm not sure how you could kind of yeah I don't know <laughs> and then obviously he ends up after the match is finished getting up in putting on shamrock anyway yeah um i went to see mick foley in bath when he did his uh did his tour mm. yeah he was really amusing and some, had some great great stories i'm sure he'll be back on doing some tour soon yeah yeah i mean he's guys we see a lot of the 
get all those dark side of the ring stories and these guys who've killed themselves basically for mm. for the business or like you know through their own kind of demons and that sort of thing of but i mean with foley he seems to be i mean i doubt, I'm, I'm pretty sure he probably walked with a limp for all the damage he's done oh, yeah. to himself i'm but, pretty sure he's had a number of operations yeah but if you go back and watch some of those i mean some of the bumps he took in wwf are pretty bad well that whenever whenever i whenever um you know, not lately, but over the years, when yeah. friends round and they're like, "This, this is all crap, fake stuff." Yeah. I just put on the King of the Ring and say, "Just watch this. Just watch this match." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then gets thrown off the top of the cell, thrown through the cell. Oh God, I'll never, I'll never forget watching that. No, he always says the worst one was when he went through the cell. Wasn't it? Yeah, because that wasn't supposed to happen, was that it? That wasn't planned. No, no. no. But and again, in the you know, show him that rock match at the Royal Rumble where he takes yeah chair so shot, many unprecedented chair shots. But hopefully with him, it's it's a you know he seems to be fairly fit and well. He sent me a I um when he was he was like yeah, during the pandemic he was like oh if anyone wants sort of any messages for any sort of particular reason he sent me a message wishing you know everybody in NHS all the best that kind of thing. Oh wow, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, so brilliant. But no, he's a good guy. I asked him to come on the show. Because <laughs> I was yeah. like, well, the show was named after you, like, you know, after your catchphrase. But yeah. he didn't get back to me. No. 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 Um, one day. One day, maybe. I'm still maybe. chasing Stephen Merchant for ours, for the for the regular show of Three Peaks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he was been in, he's been in Bristol for the last sort of 18 months, two yeah. years. But, um, yeah, too busy, apparently, unfortunately. Have you had, have you had Joe Sims on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, number of times Joe's come on and yeah, he's a very, very articulate, clever, funny, very good, very nice bloke, Joe Sims. Yeah, because he replied to a tweet the other day when there's something about the like the him being announced as a new James Bond. James Bond. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, with um, I think he assigned roles to to people. That was quite funny. Yeah, I said the words was could do the soundtrack. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, so there was um at this point people are bringing socks as well to the arena for anything. Yeah, I didn't rem- I didn't remember that at the time, but yeah, yeah, it was obviously a thing. When I saw that, I thought he had socks and he was giving them out as as like he might have done. He gifts. might have been to be honest. Yeah, but yeah, very strange, very strange ending to them to that match. Mm. So yeah, you got we go back to the the boss man. He's kind of guarding Vince's room, and he he threatens to stick his nightstick up Michael Cole's ass as well. Yeah, yeah, which that. you know. Yeah, um, Mark Henry then. So we now we're at the 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 pre main event match, which is Mark Henry versus The Rock. He's so, still very he's still very green in this in this match, isn't he? I think he'd only he'd been in the Olympics two years prior, hmm. and I know he went through a lot of training to get to to get to probably you know uh, rest WWE WWF sort yeah. of standards, but um, but yeah, he came in, in into the nation, didn't he? Well, it gave him a ten year contract. That's in, right. In '96, right. I'd say probably it took him probably about 13, 14 years to get him actually <laughs> like to his full because that ten-year contract. Like I think there's a lot of times in that ten-year contract they were pretty close to like letting him go mm-hmm. because again he was quite green. He's got like a big smiley face, hasn't he? Which eventually, yeah. like back when you get into the sort of 2010s. He finds his kind of groove and like when he's doing the remember he did like the big thing about the hall of pain and 
yeah, that kind yeah. of stuff. He was like, That's when he became yeah, champion, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He won the world title. But that took a long time. That was, again, that was 14 years down the line. Yeah, if he'd have come straight in as, as like, a beast. Oh, yeah, yeah. But he, he was. Could have cleaned up, couldn't he? It's similar today with, with, um, with Bobby Lashley. Mm. It's taken him... Obviously, he had runs. I think he was like ECW champion, that sort of thing. But he'd gone to other companies and won world title. Like he was TNA world champion. But it took them. Ken Lashley came in in 2005. Yeah. It wasn't until it probably like last year. So it took him 15 years to actually work out that you need to get. You have somebody be a sort of mouthpiece and talk for him. Yeah. And book him as like a serious. Well, when he Nancy came back, character. when he came back this this time, yeah. that stupid headband he was wearing didn't help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't he it? had the gimmick where he was like wiggling his bum. <laughs> he had Leo Rush was his manager, and he was like, yeah, yeah. Mm. So it took, and then he got involved in that storyline with Rusev and Lana. Yeah, that's right. Again, yeah. another storyline where people were in like in a real life relationship, and it. Yeah. But you think you, you know like until I don't know if he still is. He probably still is with MVP. Yeah. But he came back for a Royal Rumble, didn't he, a couple of years yeah. ago? And yeah. do you think that was planned that he would eventually hang around and become like a manager or he just performed well in the Royal Rumble and thought we'll keep on see if something comes up? Probably. I think they just probably just brought him back and then I think the, like the next night after the Rumble he wrestled on Raw and it was like yeah, like he probably don't want him wrestling. Mm. To be honest. Yeah. And then they kind of stumbled. Yeah, and then he kind of stumbled into this thing where he was, you know, mad. The hurt, that, the hurt business. The hurt business, yeah. Because they had the thing with Lana and Rusev. He got involved with that. And he was, like, saying to Lashley, like, why are you getting involved? Like, why are you with this woman? Why are you, mm. like, you should be focusing on being, like, a, a monster and winning titles and beating people up. Mm. Kind of turned him away from that kind of thing. And then like, the hurt yeah. business kind of. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, he's made Lashley. But... They didn't do that enough, I don't think, with getting these old guys back that were good on the mic. And mm. again, again there were actually, there weren't many, re- weren't many managers at this point, were there? But you no. think back to like when we were young. Yeah. When we were young, those were the days. When we were young. <laughs> yeah. But Bobby the, Heenan. Yeah. Jimmy Hart. Everyone, all the heels would have a manager. Yeah. Harvey Whippleman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The greats. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, they all have a manager, all the all the bad guys. And yeah, it's it's just kind of I mean, you got to look at it like Heyman now. I mean Heyman played a big part, I think, in getting I mean Roman Reigns now is probably more over than he's ever been. Absolutely. And he's, and he's a bad guy. Yeah. And yeah. I I I think Heyman overdoes it ever so slightly, but I do enjoy watching him even when he's not on the mic. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's his incredible. facial expressions, yeah. He's incredible, yeah. isn't he? That's the thing. That's I don't watch. I don't really watch the 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 current stuff. But again, you can see these. No, but I'll fast YouTube. forward it to I'll fast forward yeah. it to those bits. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I always watch know. those bits on YouTube with late Reigns and Heyman and you know yeah. because it's good stuff. And yeah, I and, always I like Roman Reigns before he turned heel. Yeah. Um. But yeah, neither heel Roman Reigns with the family and with Heyman. And this is a really good segue into. Yeah into the 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 main well we've not quite finished the the previous match but yeah full bearer between Seiko and Kane and yeah yeah will, will Paul Heyman do the same who knows yeah well and it's a good segue because Mark Henry is fighting the rock exactly well hopefully that's I think that's the 
everyone's kind of dream is that eventually it'll be Roman Reigns versus The Rock at WrestleMania. I mean, if they can if they can entice The Rock back. But why would they? Why the the Rock wouldn't win though, would he? No, because he's not going to hang around. Well, no, but that that doesn't stop (laughs) that doesn't stop some people, does it? You, you, You could you could I would almost take the title off of Reigns and then do it. Yeah. You don't need then, to. There's, then there's more to it, isn't there? It's like the head of the table is on the line. Yeah, make it a family thing. Mm. Because again, if if Reigns beats everybody and he beats Rock, he's beaten Cena. Well, who who's, who's going to beat him? Who's next? Well, because yeah, that's probably who'll beat him. Okay, <laughs> Goldberg. Yeah. But he hadn't, there's nobody else put up to be a realistic person to beat him, is there? That's the good thing about you book Reigns as being super strong. And being unbeatable and he's beaten legends he's beaten edge he's beaten daniel bryan he's beaten cena if he, beaten, he beats a rock when he comes back well who who else is there to beat him which is believable no, i don't know so that's the thing mm. but again if you take the title off of him and then the rock reigns thing is like a family thing as, as, as triple h had his oh, last match so. do you reckon <laughs> when he had a heart attack a few weeks ago yeah he did. Oh, yeah christ so hopefully <laughs> Well, for oh, his sake. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's not involved with NXT anymore, is he? Because NXT's now Vince and Bruce Prichard's yes, funhouse kind of thing, isn't it? Yeah. But, but um, this is Mark Henry and The Rock, then. Mm. So, yeah, Mark Henry does his poem. Pathetic. Which is, again, oh, he's got a, he's got a uh, restraining order out against China at this point for sexual harassment. Yeah. But he ended up getting together. What that, that, you, do you remember that? how that ended up? Yeah, well, it was the was it the sexual chocolate thing started thereafter? Or? Yeah, and they kind of got together and they the, the, the transvestite got involved. Remember that? No, no, I, never <laughs> no. I, I, I blocked all these sorts of things out. You did, yeah. You did well. <laughs> <laughs> um, and obviously, you ended up impregnating May Young. That's well. the, ha- the hand. Yeah, yeah. A yeah. bit weird. It's slightly weird, yeah. You say he reads his poem, then Rock, and then Rock gets like a, a mega. I like the point. Rock's entrance music because I, I watched that that fight and the the Taker Kane one. I watched that earlier today, and uh, yeah. I remember that 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 Rock music as well. They used to play that at the end of the night in Walkabout. Today, <laughs> that version. Well, his music kind of changed. I mean, he's had four or five different entrance musics like during his career, but yeah, this was kind of like the. And then he, obviously it kind of mutates into other versions later on but yeah this is but he, yeah he's being built up as being a, a major star at this mm. point and we're talking again we got got into a bit of chat today on twitter about i oh, pardon me <laughs> i went on and watched the um survivor series today right which was the next event after this one which is the one where they have the tournament for the title and then obviously the, it ends up with the rock um mm. turning heel and sort of aligning with vince and I, I remember at the time being like gutted at that. And I thought, ah, oh, you know, kids. And I looked, I was actually, I was 20 at the time. <laughs> but I can remember at the time watching being like properly like, oh, I'm Didn't do it, gutted. didn't do him any harm, did it? No, 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 no. But yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but I thought, cool. I thought it was cool when I was 20, but yeah. What were you doing when you were 20? Were you working? Oh. Well, that was the thing. I was going to ask you what you were doing in 1998. I was, um, I was assistant manager, recruit and veg shop. Assistant to the manager. Assistant to the assistant to the regional manager of, the, <laughs> of um, a fruit and veg shop in Fishponds. Okay. 
Yeah. Blimey. Yeah. The manager was a bloke my mum was knocking off at the time. Ah, oh, that's how you got the job. That's how I got the job, yeah. I and, was um, I was in sixth form at the Grange School in Warmley. Really? Yeah. Oh, mate. I did, I did sixth form at Down End. I didn't do any work at all. Oh, okay. So I left about six months into the sixth form to get a job. Okay. I was just dotting around. I used to live on Westerly Road. Okay. Literally, I could walk. Like, le- like lectures were started like nine. I'd get mm. there about two minutes past. Yeah. Because I lived like within spitting distance of the school. So I lived fashionably. Yeah, fashion fashionably late. Fashion yeah, yeah. yeah. We were doing leisure and tourism. Um, oh, yeah, we did. Okay. I'm one of those people which, if, I, if I'm left to my own devices, actually get on and do work. Like, nah, <laughs> it's not going to happen. So it was kind of a bit of a kind of a doss about, really. So okay. didn't do anything. My mum used to work in a bookies at the time. So we actually, this is before six one. This is in the, <laughs> this is in like year 11 when I was doing GCSE drama. Mm. Our end of year exam piece. We had about three months to, to get it together. So we got given like a space to to put the, the the play together in, and we did nothing for three months. Basically, we used to I used to ring my mum, and she put bets on for us in the bookies. Did you and reverse? Did you reverse the charges? No, we have a portable. <laughs> we'd have a we'd have a portable radio in the in our, and we listened to the racing whilst uh, oh, working on our drama piece. I still got a C. I got a C in drama. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that fruit and bed shop was. Um, it's hard work. I bet it was. I used to have to get up at five to go to the fruit market in St. Phillips and like go through the stock and yeah, it's cold work. It was, I bet. Yeah, and yeah. I was tucked up in the sixth form. Yeah. In that year, watching uh, 98, obviously, was the Michael, Michael Lowen and David Beckham's mm. World Cup. Was that the Argentina game where he got sent off? 98? Yeah, yeah. And we scored the goal in. It would have been golden goal extra time. So yeah. we thought, I remember being in the, the King Billions. Campbell or Rio yeah, Ferdinand? I think it's Campbell. I remember being in the, the King Billions, Staple Hill, watching that match. Mm. And when that goal went in, we were under, a, I must have been a pile of about 20 people when that goal went in. <laughs> and then somebody got up and was like... It's been disallowed. Well, because I think if you go back to that game, when the goal went in, it got disallowed quite quickly. And I think people went away celebrating. Mm. Argentina put the ball down and played on. So there was probably about a, a four on two break with Argentina players. I can't remember who was back. It was it was two like random England players were back defending, and we managed to get away. But we were we, we kind of got off the floor, and all we could see was the Argentina players like running towards the goal. And it was like, well, what's, what's going yeah. on? But, oh, Jesus, yeah. We've gone we've but, gone far off course now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. Anyone listening to this podcast before is not going to be surprised. Um, but, I mean, this is a bit of a surprising result, I suppose, considering Rock's going to be world well, champion in a month's time. Considering D'Lo held his feet down and uh, oh, yeah. Didn't, yeah. didn't let him kick out, Rock was no. livid. Yeah. His, his eyebrow went up about 20 times. <laughs> yeah. It was a bit of a kind of throwaway match. You know? yeah. It didn't really do much to hurt the Rock. No, no, Because no. they cheated him out of it, and it wasn't for anything, so... It, was, it wasn't clean. It wasn't clean. No, no. Right then. So the world, the world title match... Yeah, the main the, event. The, so they do the, they show all the build up, the whole issues between Austin, Vince, Undertaker and Kane. Kane's out first, the old traditional Kane entrance. Mm-hmm. And then we get the Undertaker intro, which is obviously as a as a fan as you are, this for me, 
this was my favourite sort of era undertaker. He's certainly got more of a swagger about him, hasn't he? And it's, yeah. It's the fastest he's ever, well, apart from on a motorbike as an American Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the fastest he's he's walked to the ring. Um, it was still quite slow, but fast for him. Yeah. Um, great look. You're right. It's a great look. But the best look for me is when he's got, was a, a WrestleMania going back a little while now where he had that full sort of robe on. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm a big fan of big fan of the robes, but um, yeah, on this one he's got no jacket. It's just his sort of you know, it's just his shirt, isn't it? And yeah, with the leather straps on and stuff like that. But yeah, it's a great look. And uh, Kane Kane's only been around for a, a year or two at this point as well. After making arguably the best debut of all time. Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, but yeah, as I said. Followed, followed, um, followed, followed Undertaker through from his debut in Survivor Series 1990 all the way, all the way through various guises, always, always top of the top of the game. Um, and yeah, I, some people always say that it's not, it's not the same man, is it, all the way through? Because he had so <laughs> many different changes and stuff. It's not the same guy. Yeah, it is. It's the same guy. He's just, uh, it's the same, same character the whole time. Just various looks um and and uh it's just been fantastic and I, I really enjoyed that dark the not dark side um the last ride documentary yeah on yeah because he was someone who never never let his you know the behind the scenes stuff you never saw did you um to suddenly have that insight for someone like me who's been a massive fan was was incredible um but yeah it was a it was a great it was it was his peak i think in terms of physical physical fitness yeah around yeah. that time in 97 so uh, not 98 even <coughs> yeah for me that was yeah and, and i like the the music at this point as well it was that kind of <laughs> yeah yeah well we're only well literally the next night is when he starts talking about the Ministry of Darkness, and he's mm. well. As we get to this later on, he's back with Paul Bearer, and he's pretty much turned heel, which is the yeah. first time he's been heel since when he started. Yeah, you know, Absolutely. which was a long time at this point. It was what nineteen nineteen ninety when that rest of Survivor Series ninety. We we did it. I, we we covered it. Um, but yeah, that that was the first time we've been in eight years. First time he was uh he'd gone back to being a heel. Mm. Um. But yeah, he, look, he just looked imposing, and look, and again, the whole, the music, and the, it was like, yeah, this is a seriously yeah. mean bastard, basically. Absolutely. Yeah. And having the, I think it helped having Kane. I think that helped his character as well, having somebody. So obviously they did. Well, we're a year. Well, WrestleMania this year was when they had their first match, and we're well, probably mm. about a year down the line from his debut, Kane. Yeah, and they they um, they they've switched from being friends to not being friends quite regularly, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, and it's always <laughs> a storyline you can fall back on. Exactly. In, exactly. Yeah, which yeah, it, so. I wonder then, if Kane was ever supposed to hang around that long. I don't know if he was, but I think they saw something in Glenn Jacobs and the relationship and the uh, the bond that they developed as wrestlers and as friends that he got longevity out of it. Yeah, I mean, I can remember standing up and watching um, Bad Blood, the pay per view, when he when he when he debuted and it was a Hell in a Cell. Hell in a Cell, yeah, sure. Yeah, 
and it was a bit again it was it was a shocking moment because they then the 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 sort of Kane storyline had been going on for a while yeah but it kind of gone quiet for probably a month well, yeah, and if you, watch, was... if you watch some of the documentaries and stuff, Kane, yeah. Glenn Jacobs didn't know about it until the day, more or less. Yeah, that, yeah. To, that that was going to be the day that he made his debut because he was yeah. he was miles away with a friend doing something, and they said we're gonna we're gonna do it tonight. So he had to yeah. get his friend to drive him in this clapped out old banger yeah. to to the to the show, um, which I just think is amazing that that they suddenly that's that's how how. Uh, how fluid the writing is yeah again like it, it, we, we talk about the writing this whole i think a lot of the the austin vince stuff was was russo mm. and again when we get to the it, we're not covering the, the survivor series in a few we're covering somewhere else which is probably rubbish but but <laughs> but um russo put, planned all that out as well that survivor series with right. the the whole storyline through that night with again with rock eventually turning and winning the mm. title so there is Again, a lot of we spoke about it tonight. The, the amount of ridiculous shit which I've told you about people <laughs> getting their willies chopped off and uh, beaver cleavage and domestic abuse. There was a lot of stuff going on, but actually, if you look at the main storyline, it all kind of fits together and it is quality. But that was a, the again, our pal UTC Rob, he's like a big Russo advocate. We like that was the thing with Russo. There is everyone's got a storyline basically. If you look at the mid-card people, they're involved in matches, they're involved in the storyline. Everyone's got, everyone's involved in something. Everything's, everybody's got something to do. It's not just a match for a match's sake. There's always yeah. a thread to all these little bits. And going, going back, it was just Vince Russo and maybe one or two others that that were doing the writing. But now they've got like 30-odd writers. That yeah, I mean... There's no yeah. continuity, is there? No. And again, as, as if you would believe it, Vince rewrites most of the stuff anyway. On like on the yeah, night yeah. sometimes. So. On the night, yeah, on the flight. Yeah, yeah. But um, Undertaker and Kane were uh, just stood head and shoulders above everyone. That the fact that they there was one episode of Raw where they just went mental and they came out on every match and interfered. Do you remember that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was brilliant. Well, it's getting a bit like the thing where if they team up together, then they're unstoppable. That was the whole thing. I saw Vince mm. was like getting them to mm. take out Austin because till Austin comes out again. It seems mad that you've got this pay per view and you've got the biggest star in the business at this point, and this is the first time he comes out. Like, yeah, he's only come as, as a wrestler, come as a referee. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But you'd think, I mean, yeah, the match is is the was match. He ca- there. Was, he, was he carrying an injury and that was why he was ref? I'm not sure because he wasn't doing a lot of wrestling. How you wrestled like the Raw before this? It was him and the Rock against. Okay. Um, so he was wrestling on Raw, but not doing a lot. Hmm. It does seem weird that you've got, yeah, you've got a pay-per-view and he's refereeing. He must have had a concussion or something. Yeah, there must have been yeah. something. Um, but yeah, if you'd have bought this pay-per-view, you'd be a bit, because again, you're thinking, well, you're going to get some sort of conclusion to a storyline, but you don't really, do you? Well, we never bought pay-per-views, did we? We always had them on Sky Sports. Yeah, and the big ones would be, I think like WrestleMania, you'd have to get on... I thought they were all on it. I can't remember. I can't remember. No. They were all on Sky Sky Sports or something. Most of the, I think even SummerSlam, but I think you have to pay, you have to pay for for WrestleMania, but all the in your houses and all those were were always Mm. um, on Sky Sports. This would have been on Sky Sports. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so Austin comes out, he's a ref, match goes on, again, they can't really, 
Well, the, 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 if you go through the match, Undertaker is dominating the match, basically, playing mm. the heel kind of character. And But again, it's at that kind of time period where everybody gets a good reaction. So, yeah. like, Shamrock gets a big pop. Mankind gets a big pop. Rock gets a big pop. Kane, Undertaker, Austin, everybody get everybody's like massively over, even the heels. Yeah, the crowd, the crowds were bang up for it, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. There's a bit in the match where um, they're outside the ring and and Austin gets the cameraman's um, cable and yeah. hands it to the Undertaker and says, "Yeah, you go choke him." Choke yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, so basically he's encouraging them to beat the shit out of each other, isn't he? Really, <laughs> yeah. through the match. Comedy moment then, there. Yeah, and then Paul Bearer comes down. With the chair, gives a chair to Kane, or he gets a chair and he's like, "Oh, hit!" Yeah, yeah, let me, let gonna, me, hit, let me take him out. Let me hit the Undertaker. Then he hits Kane, which again is not going to work, is it? Most obvious, the most <laughs> yeah. obvious moment ever. Yeah, yeah. Um, and but what that, does he? What? What? But again, what does he expect? Paul Bearer hitting hitting Kane. Does he expect to knock him over? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah. But then obviously Undertaker takes Kane out. With a proper chair shot. Yeah, yeah. I think everybody's down at this point. I think Austin's down as well at this point. Austin gets up and sees that, and he's like, "Won't carry the Undertaker." Yeah. And then he gets up and he stuns the Undertaker. Mm-hmm. So they're both down, and he counts them both out. So there's no, there's no winner. So obviously well, he, the stipulation was that if if Austin doesn't crown a winner, he's going to be fired. Yeah, and I quite like the uh, the bit where he goes backstage and he bursts in on. Owen Hart, he bursts in on yeah, yeah, yeah. someone else. Um, yeah. Bruce Pritchard in the gorilla position. He yeah, sort of says, yeah. He's, he's back there, he's back there. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Well, Vince is up, because Austin ends like, right, come on, you're going to fire me, you've got to come out and do it. Mm. Vince is up in the... the, up in the Behind in the, the Titantron thing. Yeah, but like a plexiglass thing in front of him. And people are just lobbing yeah. shit over the glass. Yeah. <laughs> I can I, I can sense that Vince is like saying to the the big boss man, "Can you give yeah. me from some of this shit, please?" Yeah, because yeah. people are chucking stuff into there. Just get over the top into the thing, and then yeah, he basically fires him. Says like, "That's it." It's, and then he escapes. Yeah, yeah. And, oh yeah, and that's it. And they're like, "Oh, that's the end of Austin." And he gets. Boston, well, like, if you laugh, it's like he goes out and he gets some. Basically, he's like rooting around for some of it. And he picks up, it's basically, it's a basic carrier bag with some cans in. Yeah. <laughs> he brings it in the ring. It's like a bloke who's been to fucking spa to get some drink. And he's like, yeah, I'll just... Uh... Yeah, no one, no one's throwing him into him on this occasion. No, no. But what's the point in that? What was the point in that firing him? And then obviously he's on Raw the next night and gets a five-year contract. Well, obviously the, the next night on Raw is when he turns up in his hunting gear and he's yeah kidnaps Vince and brings him out to the ring and with a gun. And a cross oh yeah, and then the bank. Ooh. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just... And Vince, Vince pisses his pants. And then, oh, of course, and then gives him the five-year contract, right? Yeah, yeah. So, but that was it. It was kind of like we spoke about the rule leading up to it. One week mm. he drives a fucking Zamboni into the ring and takes out everybody. Next week the car is blowing up. The week before yeah. that, Vince gets his leg broken. He got the pay-per-view. The week after that, he's in the ring. With a gun to Vince's head, threatening to kill him. How much money must they have spent on that sort of? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. That that little that little storyline in the last few months, driving zambonis in, smashing up cars, yeah. all sorts going on. It's a bit like how what are you what where is it gonna end? Like yeah, how, yeah. how far how, how far do you keep? You know, you you think you might space these things out a bit, but they were so focused at the time about 
ratings about yeah. yeah so it was like literally every week there's a new kind of you know one week someone's getting you know their leg broken next week their car's getting destroyed but you're, you're never gonna it's never gonna get to that sort of dizzy heights again i don't think is it well no i mean the current product you can't there's never going to be a first time that that a, a superstar picks on vince mcmahon and has a fight with vince and that sort of thing that that fight in your boss that was such a shock that it, it happened you never thought it would happen well it was it was a again we spoke about it there's somebody on twitter they posted the video and it was of the the austin owen hart match when he broke his neck and again it was that was if you listen to a lot of the wwf stuff when he won the king of the ring and he cut that promo about austin 316 they're like oh from then onwards he was like a megastar Mm. well that's not accurate like he, he was he was he was in the feud with brett and he was getting that probably the 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 feud with brett helped brett turning heel the match at wrestlemania but Good then luck. when he broke his neck in that match against owen he was on raw next night and he was still on raw every week he wasn't wrestling but what he was mm. doing then every week was coming out and stunning people shooting the breeze that, yeah that little period then where he was coming out and talking every week and stunning people and being like this big anti-authority figure that helped mm. get him over if, that, if he wouldn't have broke his neck then i don't know it might not have worked out he might not have got over as much yeah never know as he did so it's a bit of a perfect storm of you had one of the best people ever to wrestle who put him over at wrestlemania um and then when he was coming through he was feeding with obviously you're never going to get another vince character are you no exactly so yeah that's what i'm saying and then who did he feud with? He feuded with Shawn Michaels, with Mike Tyson, uh, with Triple H, Rock. with The Rock, with The Undertaker, with Kane, with Mankind. Mm. These are all like once in a lifetime characters. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's I think it's impossible to try and recreate that. And again, you add that to the whole mix where there's every Monday night, there's fucking millions and millions, like probably like 10 million people watching wrestling. Mm. I wonder if they, oh, if people like listening now potentially who are sort of in their teens or twenties or whatever that will yeah. go back and watch sequentially those episodes of Raw to experience. Yeah. There's that. a few guys who are watching it for the first time and they're like, "This is crap." <laughs> yeah, but I think if you watch it, like I, I did it. I, I midway, well, I, I think I got to about two thousand and I stopped. But I went back and watched all those rules like from the beginning. I've got to about 2000, but there is a lot of the stuff in this attitude time period, mm. which is crap. But yeah. I've always said that I remember watching that stuff in 97, 98, and it would be on, I don't know if you remember, but Raw would be on Friday nights over here. Yeah. It wouldn't be on live, it'd yeah. be recorded. So generally, mm. I think it'd be, it'd, be, it'd be on like 10 till 12, and it might repeat it later on that night. So I would generally catch the end of it after being out on a session. <laughs> or get, if I get in at two o'clock in the morning, it might be on then. I've been out for all night. So you watch this stuff or you might watch it the next morning hungover. But you kind of you watch it and you've got these kind of, again, if you're watching it when you're drunk, you don't remember the crap stuff. Do you remember the, oh, yeah. the stupid stuff? You remember the good stuff. Whereas if you Absolutely. go back and watch it now with sort of sober eyes, you think, well, a lot of this stuff, again, like people getting their penises cut off and. That kind you of thing. That story, don't you? Bang, bang, do, yeah, yeah, about yeah, that yeah. All the time. yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just amazed you've never heard of that. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah. But I think if you, it, but, hang on, I've just got a text from your mum. She said she is. <laughs> she does. 
She does wear uh, a, a 12. Okay, fine. Um, she never, she never texts me back. So, um, but yeah, there's a lot of again this pay per view. If you go through it match by match, not a lot there, is there really? No. And no. Um, yeah, the uh, the guys when they re- reviewed it on the something to wrestle, they they basically said the same. <laughs> yeah, but if you think about this time period, all the moments that went on around this time period, mm. it's great. But if you actually go back and watch it, in it's like actually, yeah, there's not. There's not a lot. They save it all for WrestleMania and SummerSlam and those days, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. But I think that's <laughs> the attitude on the whole, actually, they were on the whole. A lot of great moments. But if you go back and watch it now, bit by yeah. bit, if you watch episode by episode, you you might get kind of overwhelmed by the the crap bits. Yeah, the the, the, just... the raw seg- the raw segments were almost as good as the pay per views, weren't they? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Probably probably better than most of the pay per views. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's that kind of sums actually up, I think. Lots of mm. iconic moments and probably a few really good matches. Yeah. But not so many. The more the moments probably make it more. But I saw, I saw an, an article recently, um, maybe, maybe even last week, that saying that WWE are, were were sort of campaigning for slightly worse language than they they are at the moment. Do you see that? Okay. So like, so they're saying that they're going to sort of not, it's not going to be the PG area, it's going to, era, it's going to be like the 15 era or something mm. like that. Um, so that could be interesting to see where that goes and whether that increases levels of intensity and stuff like that. I think a lot of it goes with the networks. I think on SmackDown, they're on Fox. Mm. I don't think you can swear on Fox. But I think they're on, I'm not sure what network they're on for Raw, but I think the network with Raw are a bit more... Give okay. it more leeway. I think that's because with AEW, they're on TNT, I think. TNT, yeah, I think, yeah. And you can do what you want on there, basically. You can say shit. I think you can say shit. I don't think you can say fuck or anything like that, but you can say shit, I think. <laughs> I think it comes down to the network. But again, like, does that, that's kind of clutching its straws, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You know? Just, but, a, just we, we've seen, we've seen the PG era. Something needs to change, whether it's not necessarily the language they're using, but just a little bit more. I don't know, a little bit more hardcore, potentially, just to bring it back up a little bit. I don't know. There doesn't seem to be as many characters these days. Well, that's the thing. Like, if, I don't know if you've... I mean, they, since they've done this reboot of NXT, yeah? They're all yeah. they're all characters, basically. Okay. Yeah, so I'm, all, I, I haven't got a, that product much. You've got a guy who's like a... It's called Tony D'Angelo, yeah? He's basically like a mafia guy. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, it comes out with like, you know, like a wife beater and trousers and like a hat and stuff and talks What's like one of the to, Sopranos. What's happened to um, Pete Dunne and um, that other yeah. guy who had the match of the year two or three years ago? No, Pete Dunne's still, still there. Pete, Pete Dunne, Dunne and what was there. the other guy's name? Walter. No. Or no. Tyler Bate or... Ty- Tyler Bate, yeah. So yeah, they had, so some, Tyler... they had the, a, an amazing match about three or four years ago. Yeah. So Tyler Bate still wrestles on NXT UK, which is made over here. Right, okay. Pete Dunne's still over in NXT, but they've kind of they've tried to get away from the... So I think what they, they made the decision of when NXT was popular, it was... They were getting, like, indie guys in mm. who were great in NXT, and NXT was doing well. But when they went to the main roster, it was like Vince would be like, well, what, what do I do with these guys, basically? I mean, they're good for NXT, right. but a bit like with the people like... 
Keith Lee and people like that, where they kept the main roster and like I don't really know what to do with them. Yeah, he had a he had a push and then disappeared, didn't he? Yeah. So what he decided he just, to go just back, come to back now, didn't he? Yeah. What he decided to do now is to go back to what NXT was kind of what it was in the first place is they're trying to get so they've basically gone through this thing now where they've signed up loads of athletes, bigger guys that aren't mm. wrestlers, and they're like trying to make them into larger than life characters and if they do get called up to the main roster then mm. they might kind of they might do something if you don't then they haven't really lost anything whereas with these yeah. indie guys who they got in they're like they're good indie guys but if they get to the main roster you're going to be saying well don't do that indie stuff you need yeah. to do like mainstream wwe stuff but the, the reason they were good in the first place was because of the indie stuff just like you get them up to the main roster and it's like well stop doing what you're good at and do something else whereas if you've got these guys that are ready made already doing the wwe style of stuff who are big guys a they're probably going to be cheaper and mm. b when you get them up on the main roster you haven't got to say right you stop doing everything you've done for the rest of your career just keep doing that and if you do well you do well if not then we'll let you go yeah so fair we'll see how it works out but fair dues fair dues right so what would you what would you if you had to give that like a score out of 10 that pay-per-view patch what would you what if I was scoring it at the time or scoring it now, watching it from uh, a bit of nostalgia? Yeah, well, we'll go for now, shall we? Well, so I got a big nostalgia oh. kick watching that because obviously I watched I watched it over the last sort of few weeks. Yeah. Um, and as much as there were some weak matches, I still really enjoyed it. So I'll go I'll go six six out of ten, maybe five five out of ten. Five out of ten gives us five out of ten. Yeah, enjoyed it. It was worth watch. It's worth watching back. Um, and when when the Undertaker and Kane in the main event, even though it wasn't a the greatest of matches, I'll um I'll stick with five out of ten. I think. Yeah, I mean uh, there were some good moments. Um, I think yeah for the for the time yeah five out of ten is fairly solid. So I'm gonna return to a a sometime reoccurring feature where I'll read out Dave Meltzer's ratings for the match. Oh yeah. On this. So the <laughs> so the first match got a star and a half. What was it out of five? Yeah, uh, that was also Mark Romero got a star and a half. I think. Yeah, I mean the the second match got half a star, which was the LOD and the DOA, which I think is probably generous. Mm. Christian Attack and Mishinoka got three stars. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, it was a good match. Val Venus and Goldust got half half a star. I think that's a bit no, 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 it got a star and a half. Sorry. Okay. Star and a half. The European title match got three and a half stars. Mm. The tag team title match got a star and a quarter. Yeah. The Intercontinental match got three and a quarter stars. Okay. So the winner so far is the European title match. Uh, Mark Henry and The Rock got a quarter of a star. No, half a star. I got... Wow. And the main, the main event got minus one, <laughs> minus minus half a star. Brilliant. <laughs> I didn't think it was that bad. No, no, I didn't. I think no. there was, it was it, there was like a few comedy moments in there, which probably for the purist took it down, yeah. took it but down a peg or two. Minus half a star is probably a bit rough. And Dave, do you know what? Yeah. As a result of this exercise, I am going to go back and watch some old pay per views because I haven't watched them watched no. that for, for quite some time i don't watch the, the survivor series after this it's quite good i mean yeah. no i 
I've given away, and you can probably remember what happens with The Rock winning the title, but it's good. That is good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, mate. So I feel like, yeah, so if, if you're going to go back and watch something, I feel like I've achieved something by this. By this you episode. have. It, you know, have. Yeah. I, um, I definitely will. I need to go back and watch some old school stuff. I. But don't blame me if it's shit. I, right? I was, yeah, I always go back and watch the Rumbles because I always, I think that, that they're quite fast paced and you get to see lots of different faces. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'll, I'll be definitely looking forward to watching the the rumble um, coming up as well because it's just a chance to see thirty different faces. I actually quite liked it when they did forty as well on that one occasion. Yeah, when they, Del Rio, I think Del Rio won that one, didn't he? Yeah, I'm surprised they dropped dropped that. They've got a big enough roster to easily do, you know, forty. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, it's yeah. Again, you got, I think if you you kind of want it to be. I mean, you know, if you do 30, you get 30, like, good yeah, solid yeah, yeah. wrestlers, you know? You get, but then that's, you that's, get, the only, that's the only occasion when you might see, like, in that day, Taka Michinoku up against The Undertaker. It's the only occasion yeah, where you might yeah. see that sort of uh, conference player playing against uh, a Premier League player, like the FA Cup. Yeah, yeah. I can remember some of those Royal Rumbles where you get, like, certain factions. I remember when you had the Nexus and... Uh, oh, yeah, the, and then every... every Every second entrance. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it was that that room where you had the Nexus and the core. Yeah, that's right. Between them, you had like ten people in it. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, so yeah, every few minutes you hear that music. It's like. And then oh, there's the, there's that inevitable you know. inevitable disappointment when thirty comes out and it's it's someone who you you don't expect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or don't big Yeah. Well, wait, what was I can't remember. Last year was Edge one last year, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, did he? Yeah, yeah, he did because it was a big storyline where him and Orton were the first two, weren't they? And then yeah, but he didn't win the one where he made his return, though, did no, he? No, 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 he didn't win that. Yeah, no, no that I'm was Drew McIntyre that was, won that one. That was the yeah, last one in front of a crowd. Yeah, twenty nineteen. Yeah, that was yeah. good. That that was a great pop. We when McIntyre kicked um, Lesnar out as well. That was a massive yeah. pop. Yeah, and a pop for Edge coming in. Yeah, yeah, and he looked amazing as well, didn't he? Oh, incredible! Yeah, incredible. right. Come on, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, so patch obviously we can find you uh on three peeps in the podcast yeah at three p i a p c um as i said three three shows two bristol city ones which most people listening probably won't care about um but the other one the original <laughs> the original podcast we're on episode 170 now yeah. on that and um, we've had lots of uh lots of famous faces and uh you yeah, know go back and listen to some of them if you're into football you had Jeff Stelling on the the uh, the Godfather of Sky Sports, and then more local Bristol people like Joe Sims and uh, uh, Justin Lee Collins. Lots of different people on there as well. So go go through and have a listen to that if you're if you're interested. Clinton Baptiste as well. We had him on uh, Alex yeah. Lowe. Uh, he was he was fantastic. He did all his different voices for us, and um, yeah, it's just great fun and. And fantastic work on the the Bang Bang podcast, Andy. And uh, thanks for having me on. It's been great. Oh, mate, it's a pleasure. Yeah, I'd like to just thank everybody for listening to us every week and interacting with us and putting up with the crap we talk about most weeks. And um, yeah, we'll be back next week. Next week, I need to find my bit of paper with our schedule written on, as I'm uh, quite a high tech. You mentioned individual. something about a, a song as well that I had to remind you about. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I've not forgotten about that. I've not forgotten about that. So <laughs> next week, we shall be going back to 1988. 
and talking about an episode of World of Sport. Wow. Which is quite, um, it's Big Daddy's last match. Who's that against Kendo Nakasaki? I'm not going to, as spoilers, I'm not going to reveal it. I'll be joined by the ubiquitous UTC Rob next week from um, Booking the Territory podcast. So that should be interesting. Um, so, yeah, so I just, all that leaves me to do is to thank you all for tuning in again and downloading the podcast and telling your mates about the podcast and just, um, yeah, just for being you. <laughs> so, right, Brilliant. Patch, as is customary now, I leave it to the guest of the week to pick the wrestler theme tune. Or last week we had a rap with Santino Morella's rap last week. Wow. So um, I'll leave it to you, Patch. What are we going to finish on? Well, as I said, halfway through this, I was a big fan of the Brood and the Brood's entrance music. Yeah. Um, but let's go a bit more mainstream. And it was great to hear uh, CM Punk coming back with his theme tune of Living Colours, Cult of Personality. Yeah, I think that's a very good, very good one to finish on. So, uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. And take care, guys, and we'll see you soon. And this is uh, Living Colour. Did you have you, did you have a Guitar Hero? I did. Were, uh, yeah, you, this was quite good on Guitar Hero, wasn't it? It was. I just didn't really <laughs> yeah. enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, so if you just imagine me and Patch playing Guitar Hero now, as you hear Living Colour, Cult of Personality. All right, guys, we'll see you next week. Cheers. Bye-bye. <laughs>